Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Justin McAwee. Because I was on campus and I had to appear like I was one of the cool kids, I would put the Star Wars book inside one of my textbooks so it looked like I was just studying for class. All right, look, there's only one return, okay? And it ain't of the king, it's of the Jedi. Vincent Francis Jenkins of Ford. I'm a glorified fact checker. Last I checked, the most runs in a game wins. Actually, I am a fact checker. And good probes. If you look at most Bond fans movie rankings, they have Casino Royale and Majesties in their top two. For me, these actually rank in the bottom part of my list. I mean, I love them, but they don't compare to Diamond Club Forever. No, stop getting Bond wrong! Oh man, we're off to a great start already, folks. Uh, if you're listening. There we go. Hey, everybody. Uh, Justin's here. Vinny's there. We haven't done the show in two weeks since before Thanksgiving, and and we were just having some uh, audio issues. So thank you for bearing with us there. Uh, hope you enjoyed last week's little mini Thanksgiving throwback. We, uh, we re-edited and put together our discussion of our favorite Thanksgiving foods, which, uh, Vinny, I tried green bean casserole for the first time this year at age 35. Whoa. It was good. It's not bad. Well, I mean, the best part is just the the soup and the and the flakes, fried onion. Yeah, the, the, the onions, fried onions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you put put enough on that there, you don't even notice the green beans. No, I didn't even notice them, and I I only know that because your dad told me about the green beans not having much taste because he made something last time he was over, and he's like, "Well, did you enjoy it?" And I said, "Yeah," and he goes, "Well, there was green beans in that," and I'm like, "Oh, okay." So yeah. So there you go. I'm I'm broadening my palate at age 35. Look at you. Look at me. Look at you. Such an adult. I'll be having sushi, and um, I, that's one thing I have. You've never had. had sushi? Never had sushi. I wouldn't mind what trying it. What the hell is wrong with you? Well, we don't have enough time, Vinny. This is only no, like we an don't. hour and a half podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, we are back, though. This week, we're talking baseball, free agency, Greg. Is with us in spirit, obviously. He's he's kind of back to contributor status now with his newborn, but he wrote in a bunch, so I think we're going to paraphrase a little bit. Otherwise, he had a lot of thoughts this week on the White Sox and Cubs moves or lack thereof. Um, we'll also talk a little bit about the Bears, and we even had a, uh, a Twitter question for Vinny about the Bears and a Blackhawks question, or I think an NHL 23 question for me uh, in hockey, which we haven't even bothered to talk hockey this this year, really, or this season, because, well, the, the Hawks are god-awful. They've lost 14 of their last 16 games. It has not been good. I've been checking the scores, yeah. and it's they're blown out. And it's not even close. No. They're just 
getting they're bad. hammered. They're really bad. Patrick Kane only has 16 points this entire season. I feel really bad for him. But anyway, uh, if this I is wouldn't. your but no, yeah, he's making plenty of money. Uh, if this is your first time finding us, thank you for listening. We talk Chicago sports for the first half, and then we pick a pop culture topic for the second half. This week, we are ranking our top five best 90s action movies. This was Vinny's idea. And I immediately had like two or three locked in, and then the final two were a little bit tougher. I don't know about you, Vinny. This was the whole list was impossible. It's I mean, tough. like we were talking about it beforehand. Like this list could change every hour. I mean, I'll probably change it maybe two more times before we actually get to saying our list. I, I feel like it depends too. Like there's a recency bias. Like what have I just seen on TNT or like TBS or cable recently that I watched? Good thing I like, don't have cable. I see. That's a good thing for you. Um, all right. So if you would like to write into the show, you can do that in a variety of ways. First off, you can find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash baseball, whatever. We are up to 140 subscribers. Thank you very much. Whoa. All right. Look at us. Look at us. Uh, I think you it's can... dad cod. Yes. I think dad cod, uh, Greg's, call of duty he almost has me convinced to buy call of duty i haven't i've held out and i don't know if i will just do it i i well we can get into black friday shopping in a second uh you can tweet us at baseball and what we are almost at a thousand followers you can email us at baseball whatever gmail.com find us on all your podca- pod- podcast apps of choice uh and lastly you can also Leave us a voicemail or text in on the text line at 1-913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-FART. <laughs> Great job. Great job. I love the analog sound effect, Vinny. Very well done. All right. Um, We are first going to talk, though, it's 78th episode, so we got to talk famous 78s. Who wore 78 in Chicago sports? Uh, Vinny, you said before the show started, it's all Chicago Bears, which is probably my least recognized numbers when it comes to bears players so i am going to be no help which isn't very different than most weeks when it comes to this segment so what do you got for me for famous 78s not a lot um boy it's 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 pretty barren um dakota dozier i remember the name offensive lineman didn't really he wasn't that good riley reef is currently wearing it okay this year um before him, uh, Jason Spriggs rings a rings a bell. Um, James Brown, not the uh, singer, but the the guard, wore for a season. Um, let's see, John Saint Clair. Oh, I remember it. him. I remember him. Yeah, it was uh, two thousand five to two thousand eight. Okay. Uh, tackle. Yes. Blake Brockenmeyer. Brockermeyer. Was he a linebacker? He was. Who am I thinking of? Tackle. Okay, I'm thinking of someone else. Hunter Hillenmeyer. That's who I'm thinking of, Hunter Hillenmeyer. And probably the most notable one, Keith Van Horn. Yes. 1981 to 1993 on the Super Bowl 85 team. Before that, Bob Newton, 1971 to 1975. And the other famous one, Stan Jones, 1954 to 1965. He's in the Hall of Fame. Guard, defensive tackle, and offensive tackle. I just have the Mike Jones song stuck in my head now. I don't know who Stan Jones is. Stan Jones, seven-time Pro Bowl, three-time All-Pro, one-time NFL champ. But was this this like when the NFL was a bunch of farmers and, like, they didn't you know, plumbers they were always plumbers they were all plumbers there was no there was no forward passing i don't know it's like is this what yeah. we're talking about here okay N- 19 19 uh what 19 what did i say 1954 to 1965 so yeah probably uh, Vinny, when, uh, the, you, the bears you, great quarterback 
was there. Vinny, you, you probably could have been a Hall of Fame tackle in the 1950s for the no, Bears. I, I probably no. Those guys, those guys. What, I mean, they were scary. Uh, yeah, they were scary. <laughs> fair, fair enough. I don't. Know, you got anybody else, or is that it? That's it. All right. Well, that was simple. That was easy. I actually, um, somebody I used to hang out with uh, after college. She, um, kind of one of our fr- friends in our group of friends. Her uncle was Keith Van Horn. Oddly enough. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Didn't never had the guts to go up and talk to him, but uh, seemed like a nice guy. I don't know. That's all I got for you. I, I don't really have much else to say about him, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> as most of my stories go. All right, we do have. Uh, we had one text this week. Uh, Pretzel Vince wrote in, and I think it's because we were talking about Red Grange prior to Thanksgiving. If I'm refreshing Number my 77. memory, Number seventy seven, and we found out that Red Grange's nickname was the Wheaton Iceman. And the reason for that is because he delivered ice to homes when he was growing up. Fun fact. Interesting. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I, that, didn't I even that's know kind that of a, a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was back before they probably had electricity. Yeah, or, or refrigerated it was trucks. Very scarce. Yeah. Yeah. But that's kind of a lame way. To, I mean, I feel like he could have, like, the Ice Man, like the guy that just was out there running over people during the the fr- frozen winters. And Loved stuff watching like that. Top Gun. I don't know. I'm kidding. I know a different time right? frame. But <laughs> Pro- probably not Top Gun because I don't think Tom Cruise was born then. Val Kilmer's character is named after Red Grange, I believe. Probably, I believe but yeah, I goes. just yeah, that's kind of a a lame lame nickname. Yeah, it's it's too it's too obvious, I guess. That'd be like if we called you like I don't know the numbers guy or master of Google Sheets and Excel spreadsheets. I don't know, like that's a, that's a terrible nickname. Please don't, <laughs> don't have do that. that stick. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, thank you to Pretzel Vince for writing in. Um, we do have Gr- Greg wrote in. He's got plenty of hot takes. Greg, I apologize. I'm going to admit a lot of these hot takes. I have, well, one in particular, I have no freaking clue what you're talking about. So I'm going to leave that one to Vinny. But uh, let me get the sound bites ready because we're, we're having some audio snafus. Here we go. Greg's Hot Takes. Now you want to get nuts? Come on. Hell yeah. All right. Want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. All right. Uh, before we get to Greg's hot takes, uh, the only hot take I had was it seemed like this year Black Friday sales started like the Friday before Black Friday. I don't know if you noticed that, Vinny. No, I didn't. Okay. Did you make any Black Friday purchases this year? I don't go out shopping. No, I mean, I'm talking online. Like, I just do all my That's Black Cyber Friday. Cyber Monday. No, it's all it's the whole week before now. The deals. Wait, 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 wait. So there's no Cyber Monday anymore? Then why did I wait till Monday to buy something? There, there is a Cyber Monday sale, but they're never as good as the Black Friday sales online the week the week of Thanksgiving. Wait, when did they start doing that? They've been doing the Black Friday sales online, like, would start on Thanksgiving. This year, they started them on the Monday of Thanksgiving for most most companies. I Because mm. I, bought, I bought way too much stuff that I shouldn't have bought. So I bought... Bought some hats. I bought uh, a Mario Party game to play with my nieces and nephews. I bought, I got all my Christmas shopping done. The entire, everything, I'm done with everybody. Erica, Maddie, nieces and and nephews, parents. I am done. It is a great feeling. Um, What else did I buy? Oh, Old Navy had 50% off, so I bought some flannel pants because I don't usually wear flannel pants to bed. I usually wear shorts to bed. 
So I'm, well, switching, I'm switching it up a little bit. I bought my first pair of joggers. Do you have any joggers, Vinny? What the hell are <laughs> joggers? I Jeez. think I think joggers are just a fancier, cooler way of saying sweatpants. Okay. I don't know. I have I sweatpants. Okay, I mean, I don't know what's different about them. I'm gonna find out because I have not had a pair of sweatpants since like sixth grade. So I, I'm diving. What the hell in. is wrong with you? I don't like, for, sweat, especially I don't, for someone that naps like you do. You would think that oh, you have like a bunch jeans. of cozy clothes. I nap in jeans. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Holy cow! Okay, hot, hot take, Vinny. There is nothing better than just collapsing on the couch in a pair of jeans. It feels so good. I'm dead no. serious. It it bothers Erica so much when I fall asleep in bed with my jeans on. That is that is the <laughs> I'm sorry, Justin. That is the weirdest thing you have ever said to me. It's um, not that bad. It's really not that bad. It's that's weird. I mean, I'm not wearing skinny jeans either. No, I'm not, it's I'm it's not, weird. You know, it, I'm just I, jeans, straight jeans. No, I, there's something comfortable. It's a it's like a comfort comfort blanket for me. I that's guess. just that's that's no no uh uh-uh, uh nope. That right. I'm I'm with Eric on this one. Jeans, get rid of the. I mean, well, keep your pants on, but um, <laughs> don't. Yeah, don't be taking your pants off while you're taking a nap on the couch. I don't think uh, no, when Maddie would, gets older, she's weird. gonna appreciate no, that. No, especially when she has her friends over. It's it's like don't don't yeah. go in the family room. My dad's in there. <laughs> He's taking uh, a nap. <laughs> It's like that Simpsons episode with uh, Homer gaining so much weight so he could stay home. He's got the moo moo. I'll just have you know walking around. There with you my go. Pants on. Um, all right. Well, we'll we'll skip the Black Friday talk. But anyway, uh, Greg brought up the new Bond. I have nothing to contribute to this topic. But if you want to try and explain it for him, feel free. Okay. Greg writes in. He says probably fake news. Uh, but several news outlets are reporting that Aaron Taylor Johnson, I don't know if you remember him, Justin, it's an MCU character, so probably not. Probably not, uh, he, nope. he was Petro Maximoff. Uh, he's the front runner to play the next James Bond after he had a private audition with Eon. Uh, whether it's true or not, I like it. I could see it. I don't, didn't even know he was a Brit. Um, either did yeah, I, I d- didn't realize it either. He plays uh Wanda Maximoff's brother in um, what's the second Avengers movie? Um, Avengers is it just Avengers 2 Age of Ultron? Um, sure, I've seen so, both of them, but yeah, um, and he's in that. Um, and he's Quicksilver, who's also I can't think of the uh other guy in the X Men movies. You can help me out with that one. Um, that's your forte. Who plays Quicksilver in the x-men the it's recent a different, it's a different movies. guy it's the same guy that's in wandavision right yep i, can't I don't know i don't name. know what his he name plays is, uh I know you're talking he plays about. the serial killer in that recent uh the i want to say dillinger that's not it um the the guy that was in milwaukee oh um, Dahmer. people Dahmer? yep jeffrey Dahmer. um so yeah I, I can't think of his actor uh name right now but um yeah it's an interesting one um yeah i i don't know if i like it but uh, whatever i mean they'll i feel like they'll get it right they've I, I i i don't speak for bond twitter or greg but i don't know who they've gotten really wrong recently i mean pierce brosnan was a home run daniel craig i feel like was a home yeah. run dalton i know greg likes the dalton movies um i haven't seen them i think lazenby was like the only one where people i don't think people really like george lazenby you only no, did one I don't movie think so either, yeah um so I yeah I don't I don't whatever they end up going with I'm sure will be good I'm sure people will be pissed about it to begin with I know Greg didn't like Daniel Craig to start no um, start off so and look how yeah that we'll see out. um 
And Greg's Greg's hot take on this um, says, here's something to piss off on Twitter. I think the next James Bond should wear a beard and mustache. Interesting. They, are they not allowed to do that? Well, James, he's always been so clean, clean cut, cut, shaven. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, I guess... I mean, what are we talking? Are we talking like mountain man beard mustache? I'm I'm assuming it's like clean. Greg's thinking like clean I want, shaven. I want a man, man bun and a goatee. Ooh, <laughs> maybe not that far. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Um, I like him. I I like the guy. Uh, I can't think of his name. Um, I don't even know what his act his name is in real life. Um, but the guy he was in. Um. Oh, I can't even think. I want to say Downton Abbey, but that's not the show. Um, it's the one on Netflix that came out. Um, oh, The Crown? Was it The Crown? Not The Crown. It's uh, it's just a drama series, um, but takes place during the same period. Um, uh, Bridgerton. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't he see He was that the either. Duke in, in the first uh, season. He's not in the second one. Gotcha. But he, he, he's been rumored to be Bond. Um, he'd be, be pretty good, I think. Um, pretty suave. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see who they pick. Who knows? I know Greg always says that they're pretty, he seems that they're pretty far out in picking up a new bond. And I know Jack Lugo, when he was on the podcast said it might be up to a year or so. um, Yeah. That would check out about uh, right. On them picking one. So who knows how close they are to picking one, but who knows? I, I, I'm, I'm sure it'll be fine. I don't have a feeling on it either way. Um, it'd be, be nice if they picked one. The important thing is when this movie gets made, as long as your mom is able to spoil it for you prior to seeing it, that's the important thing. Yeah, I'm sure she Cause will. Because it's, it's going to happen, I hate to say yep. it. But, um, uh, yeah. So. Yeah, so I I, 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 I could care less. Um, I'm sure they'll pick a, a fine bond. Um, I just want them to – I'm sure, like, most people just want them to pick it and let's get the, the new movies going now. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, Greg's other hot take, he, obviously, he is our MLB The Show aficionado. I feel bad. I bought it. I've, I played it a little bit when I bought it. I haven't had time to play it at all lately. Uh, the cover athlete's going to be coming up pretty soon, and he suggests that he thinks Aaron Judge makes the most sense, but the two reasons he won't be it is, number one, he was already on the cover back in 2018. Uh, they did have Joe Maurer on the cover back-to-back years in 10 and 11. I think I bought one of those because I want to say I was still living at home for one of them. Um, and he's also a free agent, which could be a problem. They had that problem with Bryce Harper a couple of years ago because they had him on the cover with just like a, I think it was like a plain uniform until after he signed. Then they they redid it. Uh, so overall, his prediction, though, is Julio Rodriguez to be the cover athlete of the show, which should be announced fairly soon. And lastly, he said he saw the new Super Mario Brothers trailer and he cannot wait to see this movie. He loves Charlie Day as Luigi. And I agree. I'm kind of excited. I do not like Chris Pratt, though, as Mario. I think it's really lame. I don't know about you, but the other I voice actors seen... sound great. I haven't seen the new trailer. I saw the the first the little teaser trailer that first came out, so I haven't seen the new one, and I don't think they – I think the first one just showed Bowser yeah. and maybe Mario. Yes, um, Jack Black is killing it as Bowser. I can tell you that much. That's that's awesome. Um, yeah, I just I I don't know. I I like Chris Pratt. I don't. I mean, I I think I get why people don't like him. That's kind of like too much Chris Pratt. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of he's in the news a lot, but um, yeah, I I don't mind. I'd have to see, see the that the new trailer. Yeah, um, to make yeah, a definitely. Thing. Definitely check it out. Um, Charlie Day has some good lines in there that seem pretty funny. So, 
Um, all right. Well, before we move on to our hot stove baseball talk, we'd like to thank our partner in the clutch for joining up with us on baseball. Whatever you can head to in the for your favorite MLB Negro league and MLS apparel, along with great shirts to up your favorite retro hockey, baseball and football teams. Even better if you go to InTheClutch.com right now at checkout. Use promo code baseball and what, and you will get 10% off your order. So thanks again to the folks over at InTheClutch.com. Let's go to the baseball talk. Baseball. Welcome back to Major League Baseball. Sort of. Taking a look at Chicago's two favorite teams and other happenings around the MLB. All right, I'm thinking, Vinny, should we knock out some of these free agent signings? And then I know we've been taking one position each week for the Cubs and Sox, and I think we're going to take second base this week, if I'm not mistaken. That's correct. All right, so let's get through. There were a few signings this week. Not much has happened, unfortunately. It's been pretty dead uh, across the league. But uh, I believe, did Greg find these as well? Or did you find these? He did. He did all this. Man, this, was... this man, for for even telling me he was downgrading his uh, status to contributor as opposed to host, he is doing more research now than I think he ever did. So, uh, all right. First off, he said, Carlos Santana signed a one-year $6.75 million deal with the Pirates. Great thing about that is that is their biggest free agent signing in terms of dollars since Daniel Hudson's two-year contract in 2016. Holy God, cow. the Pirates are an absolute joke. Uh, Heimer Candelario, if you're a Cubs fan, you might remember him. He was a third-base prospect, prospect, went to the Tigers. He is now a one-year, uh, $5 million contract with the Nationals. Um, that is an upgrade and a bargain for them. We'll see how it works out, if he can perform closer to his previous seasons with the Tigers. Tyler Anderson, uh, starting pitcher, signed a three-year, $39 million deal with the Angels. Uh, they're hoping to bolster their rotation he had an all-star season with the Dodgers, and let's be honest, the Angels need as much help as they can get. Shelby Miller, I didn't even know he was still around in the leagues, but he is now with the Dodgers, a one-year, $1.5 million contract with incentives. The Angels acquired Hunter Renfro uh, from the Brewers, uh, two teams that feel like just keep moving players around, and it doesn't really matter. But Who uh, did they get back for Hunter Renfro? Do you I don't know greg you didn't put on put down who they got i uh, maybe was it that guy cash considerations i hear he's pretty popular oh he's he's one of the hottest prospects in baseball right he's, now. he's you know with a name like that you can't go wrong um i'm guessing probably minor leaguers maybe that, probably. that, would, that would be my I'll guess look it up uh the mariners acquired outfielder tascar hernandez from the blue jays huge deal really cool move for the uh, mariners matthew boyd returns to the tigers one year 10 million dollar deal uh, and Zach Efron, Zach Efron, Zach Elfin reportedly just signed a three-year, forty million dollar deal with the Rays. The Rays opening up the pocketbooks. All right. Um, do we want to talk Sox second baseman, or do we want to talk Sox and Jose Abreu first? Vinny, your call. I'll I'll let you know who the return was for Hunter Renfro. Uh, okay. it was Jansen Junk, Elvis. Oh, Pag- they got Jero. And Adam Seminaris. Seminaris? That doesn't sure. sound right. Yeah. All right. Well, that seems like a hell of a deal for Hunter Renfro. Yep. Some junk. Some junk. All right. Um, all right. Should we let should we should we knock out this Jose Abreu stuff? Because Greg had sure. had some thoughts on it. All right. I'm gonna paraphrase for Greg here. Uh, if you haven't been listening to our podcast for a long time, Greg obviously is our third co-host, taking a little bit of a break. He is probably the biggest Jose Abreu fan I've ever met in my entire life. I think, would you agree with that, Vinny? 
I would agree. All right, so here is what Greg had to say. He said three years, almost $60 million, almost $20 million per. He got paid. And you know what's great? He is happy for him. He says it stinks that it had to be the Astros. Nobody likes the stupid Astros. I would agree with that. But uh, they became a better quality organization by bringing in Jose. Apparently, there was a few other teams in on him. Cleveland had a three-year deal uh, offered to him. The money amount was not uh, said yet, but Greg was very happy he did not go to Cleveland. Um, There was more uh, than enough talk about him going to the Cubs, but that nothing even really – we haven't heard anything. Like, if they even offered him a deal. Um, But it's clear he wants to win. Houston wins regardless of what you think of them. Uh, They've always been in serious contention, at least as for the White Sox. Who cares? We let our best hitter walk, especially after Rick Hahn probably offered him some insulting deal, which he hinted at at the press conference. This is true. He said through a translator, um, they did offer me a verbal deal. It wasn't anything in writing, apparently. And then he kind of said something along the lines of, you know, I don't know why God makes these decisions, but here I am. And we also know that Jerry Reinsdorf reportedly has told him numerous times, you will never put on another uniform in your career Clearly, Jerry Reinsdorf is full of shit because uh, money talks and he didn't want to pay or the term was bad. I mean, he is 35 now, which, God, thinking 35 is old is really bumming me out. I'm not going to lie. Um, the good thing that comes from this, Greg says, is that now Andrew Vaughn has something to do. Um, they can let him play first base and grow because clearly the outfield was not a good spot for him. So, uh, let's see. How do you lose a guy like that? The White Sox now have too many holes to, on the field to afford the luxury of, of the Jose Abreu contract at this point and continue to not having the proper defensive alignment, especially when the team does not have power, and that includes Jose with his home run numbers declining. So, it makes sense, unfortunately. He says, Jose, I will always be a fan no matter what uniform you wear. Thank you for everything, and good luck opening day when they play the White Sox. All right. Poor Greg. Yeah, that was a bummer. But, I mean, I never thought there was a chance for him to go back to the White Sox. It didn't make any sense. Like you said, Andrew Vaughn needs to play. He can't play in the outfield. They have too many first basemen to begin with. I know we skipped over first basemen when we were talking about them because it was either Jose or they're just going to go with an inside uh, internal option there. Um, so it didn't make any sense. That was a lot of money. I know we yeah. were talking about projections. I think it was around 14, maybe 15 yeah, million. Paid. And I think I, I was saying like, oh, 17 million, maybe 18 million might be the top, uh, range for Jose, but 20 million. Oh, Ooh, that, that's a yeah. lot to be dealing out. But I mean, the Astros are a contender. Uh, he feels a good need for him, uh, and he can hit the ball still, regardless of what people can think. He, I mean, showed no signs of – I know the physical numbers weren't there, but if you looked at his Savant page, which we did last week mm-hmm. or two weeks ago, he's still hitting the ball, making great contact. It's just the whole team for the White Sox last year was just – hitting was just bad. Um, so it, it just – I don't know. I the peripherals were there, um, and the statistics for those peripherals backed it up. So good for the Astros, not good for the Cubs. Um, and I know Cubs Twitter was <laughs> in arms. There was a lot of people that were upset about the it. Pitchforks um, were out. And, and I know that when we talked about it, that was my option. That's who I really wanted to go after because I thought it was a great fit to platoon with Mervis. Um, if that's what they're going to, you know, that's what – a lot of people were talking about them doing. 
Um, you know, one weird thing is we don't know what the Cubs are actually planning on doing. No, we don't. With that, um, with with that, uh, the first base option. I mean, it it just doesn't. You know, I I don't know. It, it everybody was getting so upset about it, like it was they were missing out on one of the shortstops, like yeah. all the shortstops. That is the priority. That in a start, a good quality starting pitching. None of that's moved yet. No. Once that starts moving, then you can start hitting the panic button. If they miss out on Jose Abreu, and that's their biggest miss of the off season, they had a great off season. It's not it, bad. You know, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 that that's great. If that's one of their biggest misses, then okay, then we have an issue. Um, I know looking at, I know we talked about it last week and I, you know, talked about Jose Abreu and his splits at Wrigley. I, I found those and okay. I compared it to the other options. And I, and I don't know if they're going to go with Patrick wisdom at first base. That could be a possibility that, you know, have him and Mervis be the platoon there. If they're, well, if we're going to platoon, why are we going to pay a guy a bunch of money to do that and just be a DH again, you know, trying to put yourself in the mind of Jed Hoyer and intelligent spending, whatever that's supposed to mean. (laughs) um, We kind of have to pick at that because they don't really release a lot of information from uh, Gallagher way, but Jose Abreu in 90 plate appearances at Wrigley, Slashed 309, 367, 642 for an OPS of 1009. Um, just I have uh, Josh Bell, Trey Mancini, and Patrick Wisdom splits at, at Wrigley only. Uh, Josh Bell in 132 plate appearances, 234, 356, 387, 744. So he's got no power at Wrigley. Trey Mancini only has 10 plate appearances, um, so not really good sample size. 120 uh, or 125, 300, 250, and OPS of 550. And Patrick Wisdom, 447 plate appearances at Wrigley, 204, 291, 433, 724 OPS. Um, so, not, yeah. I mean, so there's a huge drop off between. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, power numbers in the OPS between Abreu, Bell, uh, Wisdom, and Mancini. So, again... That was, I think, the better option to go. But again, if that's their biggest miss, so be it. I'm that. That's the least of first base. Really, is the least of the worries. Um, there's oh, yeah. some options still out there, and they can go internal with that too. So that's very true. Very true. Um, the only other main thing the Sox did this week uh, that Greg brought up is they signed pitcher Mike Clevenger, uh, former Indian Guardian and Padre, Padre. last season, right? Um, yep. So Greg kind of came away saying he liked the deal, liked it as kind of a one-year prove-it deal for Clevenger to reestablish himself now that he's back in the AL Central. 
Uh, he was garbage last year in San Diego, but a change of scenery could help him along with coming off of Tommy John. Doesn't have to be the guy. And the one thing that Greg brought up is that he gets to work with Ethan Katz now. So hopefully that will help his um, his throwing motions, his mechanics, and things of that nature. Uh, also said, you know, based on White Sox Twitter, he'd love to see Johnny Cueto come back. You could move Michael Kopech to the bullpen and maybe trade Liam Hendricks. Those are all possibilities. Who knows? Um, he also said he thinks there's going to be a very, very big trade coming up in terms of having to clear out some of those first base and DH players that they have out in the outfield, uh, them needing more infield, a catcher and power and speed. They could move Hendricks. They could move Roberts. They could move Lucas Giolito. The options are endless. Um, and he ends it up by saying, you know what else the White Sox could do? They could stick their thumb in their ass and do a whole lot of nothing, which very well very could true. happen. So, Greg, thank you for all your White Sox thoughts there. Uh, Vinny, let's talk about who are the White Sox going to have as a second baseman. That I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're going to get – I mean, they really don't have any room for payroll. I think with Clevenger, they're right up around – what of I think there was like maybe they're like 17 million or something like mm -hmm. that I saw um, someone had posted um, or was it projected around 187 million right now with Clevenger um, so they I mean is Jerry Reinsdorf going to go over 200 million for the payroll I not a chance in I'd hell. be shocked um, you know the the thresholds what 233 i think right now so um i mean they still got a ways to go to that but our, you know jerry reinsdorf doesn't spend we know that um so how much more does rick Hahn have to play with i think the, i think greg's right they're gonna make trades um they're gonna have to probably get they're gonna get rid of what liam Hendricks. i'm assuming that he's probably seems their, to be the, the common thread in this whole thing most valuable and he's also what is he making um for i mean it's less than what um what's his face gotten uh diaz gotten um uh, in in New York from the Mets. Correct. That's correct. Um, I can't find his name here on um. And yeah, no, can't find it. But he's getting paid pretty well. That would clear up some space. Um, but for second baseman, it's not pretty. Um, I know Gene Segura has been mentioned a lot. Um, and he's probably the best out there i mean are what are they gonna get adam frazier finally um <laughs> yeah yeah i just um maybe maybe dixon machado makes his way over there um he's a free Could, agent you never you know. know you never know um maybe yomer sanchez makes his way back uh to the white Sox. i i yeah there's not a i mean second base is bad it's it's um, not a good look this season that's for sure no um Shouldn't have traded yeah. Nick Madrigal. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, that that that, I mean, that, that remains to be seen, either. though. No, I know. Um, I mean, really, in theory, I mean, getting one of the big shortstops and moving, you know, Tim Anderson over, or you know, getting like Trey Turner, moving him to second would be great. Right. Um, that's never gonna happen. No. Um, so I'm I'm thinking maybe maybe Gene Segura. Maybe Adam Frazier. Uh, 
I don't know. I Jin mean, Segura, I could see, I could see maybe, but I could okay. also just see them like pulling someone off the scrap heap and being like, hey, like like a Josh, like a Josh, uh, who who they have last season that they they let go, Josh uh, Harrison. Jo- they, I mean, I it, not him, but someone comparable to him and being like, look what we got, and it's not gonna settle the fan base at all if they do. So Spot Track has fourteen players listed as second baseman. Of the 14, four of them are ex-White Sox players. <laughs> okay. Josh Harrison, Cesar Hernandez, Yomer Sanchez, and Danny Mendick are all listed on there. Oh, God. <laughs> and wow. it's, it's not not pretty. Um, yeah, I, I don't know who they're going to get. Um, yeah, it's... I, not good. Not, not good. good. Um, and I think, who's the... Um, Lennon Sosa, I think, was playing yeah, second base he was last playing year. Second a little bit, yeah. I don't think Jake Berger is going to be a second baseman. I know he no. like last year we were talking that he might be a second baseman because I think he was doing some offseason work at second Correct. base, but I don't think that's an option at all. So, yeah, I, God, I, I pray that they do. Maybe they, maybe they can make a trade for a second baseman. I don't, I, I don't know what the trade market looks like for second baseman and what teams are hoping to give up. But yeah, free agency's not good um, at all. Yeah, um, and uh, Adam Frazier. I mean, he was terrible in Seattle. He was not um, good. He was terrible after he left Pittsburgh. But I mean, in his market value, they have it ten million. I'm assuming the way guys are getting signed for how much they're getting signed for, that's probably going to be way more than what it should be. Probably be fifteen million at least. Right. Um. Uh. Just what I mean. Clevenger, I thought was going to get like maybe around ten at the most, and he got twelve. Um. So guys, guys appear to be getting overpaid right now. Um. So we'll we'll see. I just. Ugh. Yeah, second base is just ugly right now for for the free agency market, which is not good for the White Sox. Well, before we before we transition a little bit into the who the Cubs could have at second base, this kind of is a perfect time to bring up what Greg had to say about the Cubs. And I'll be honest, I, I don't I can't speak for you, Vinny, but granted they haven't signed yet, but I'm still kind of just riding it out, and I'm not too anxious or too worried about this offseason yet with the Cubs. I. Now, if come next month, two months, we're sitting here and we don't have one of those four shortstops that are available, and and, I, and there's ones that certainly are highly higher ranked than others, then we can you know discuss. But um, Greg Greg kind of came in and said, "All right," he goes, "You know, the Cubs are linked to trading with the Rays. They're linked to Carlos Correa and Cody Bellinger." He says, here are the Cubs' headlines right now. They have a chance at blank. They're involved with blank. They could land one of blank. The Cubs have big interest in blank. His thoughts, the Cubs are full of shit. He said, prove me wrong because you're not doing this right now. What are you doing? This is very interesting from Greg. Greg is usually, I feel like, more mild. Not Mild manner is not the right word. I don't know what he is, but um, he says not this passionate about the Cubs. No, not this passionate about the Cubs. I'm a little worried about him. He said, Tom Ricketts, remove your thumb from Jed Hoyer's ass. You have a (laughs) lot of money. Winning shouldn't be this far away. Good God. All I know are the Cubs are involved. There are heavy favorites to land one of the four shortstops. Then go out and do it. Why wait for the winter meetings? You could have this done already. So, uh, I get where Greg's coming from, but I feel like, you know what? No one else has, has picked any of them up yet. 
you know, the dance has not started yet. I'm not too concerned. But what he does bring up, and I will agree, because I've heard this from a few other uh, on radio shows, ESPN and on Twitter, is you have eight teams roughly that need shortstops. There are only four major shortstops that everybody wants. So half those teams are going to come away empty-handed. So if the Cubs are one of them, considering what we're hoping for and where they're building towards improving for making a run, at least the wild card next season, that is a huge problem. So Greg goes on to say, and I agree, he said, you know, the Dodgers need a shortstop. The Red Sox need a shortstop. The Twins need a shortstop. The Braves need a shortstop. The Phillies need a shortstop. The Cubs need a shortstop. And I'm missing one. I can't remember off the top of my head. That's seven right there. There's only four players. You have Xander Bogarts, Trey Turner, Dansby Swanson, and Carlos Correa. So someone's going home empty-handed. Um, you know, I, I'll be honest, I would love Carlos Correa, and if I can't have Correa, I guess Trey Turner, and then Xander Bogarts and Dansby Swanson, I, I, that's like a consolation prize, I guess, for me, but, um, the Yankees, that's the other team, I'm sorry, the Yankees are out there, and they're just gonna throw money at the problem, and if you get somebody that just says, hey, like, I wanna be a mercenary, and I wanna play for the Yankees, because they're gonna pay me, and we're gonna have a decent team, that could totally mess up what the Cubs have planned, unless the Cubs can show these players, which they could not do for Carlos Correa last season, hey, we're ready to go. We're ready to rock, and this is our plan. So I I don't know. Like, Vinny, what's your take on what's happening or lack of happening, I guess, at this point for them? Yeah, it's it's very slow moving. Not just – I mean, it's not – everybody's in this boat right now. They're, everybody's linked to everybody. You know, you, you're talking about the Yankees. They're trying to sign Aaron Judge right yeah. now. Like they they got that big contract to worry about. You know, they aren't this isn't the nineties Yankees anymore Ooh, where they're no. just throwing money. That that it's I mean, you know, they're the evil empire and everything like that, but they haven't been like the we're gonna go out and get, get anybody A-Rod want. and yeah. you know, Jeter. You know, they're not like that anymore. Um, it, at least it doesn't feel like it. Not not um, as quite, no, not as quite No, as and so yeah, they they definitely could. Um, they just threw money at Anthony Rizzo. We'll see what they end up doing, you know, with Aaron Judge. If they land Aaron Judge, I know the Giants are heavy in on They're trying Aaron hard Judge, to him. which yeah. is surprising. Um, you know, the Cubs right now they're at 144, 41 million. Um, they have a ton of room to get up to that, almost 100 million to get up to the 233 um, luxury tax. Obviously, they're probably not going to get up there. Um, this season, but I mean, sixty million to get up to to two hundred million. I that they should easily be past that, and they should be just fine. They're opening up a new sports book, so the wheelbarrows of cash should be coming in because they had the wheelbarrows of cash last season that they never used that are supposed to be rolling over into yes. this season. The and and the thing is, they could be throwing money. Every team is trying to budget. I know that there's not a salary cap, but yes, teams have Luxury budgets. Tax, obviously, yeah. um, you know it sucks. I'd rather them just have a salary cap, so we don't have to talk about all this BS crap on what teams should be spending. It's nice when there's a clear cut definition. Hey, they have X amount of dollars. Not oh, is the owner letting them spend this money? Like, and it's just it's obnoxious that we have to sit here and speculate on what a team's budget is. Um, but yeah. And the players, 
the the top shortstops, they're going to be holding out too. Yeah, they're not all going to sign quickly. They all want the top dollar. They're all you know they're waiting for the shoe to fall so they can say X player got this. I'm worth that. And there's a, probably a lot of jockeying going on right now. I'm saying we'll offer you this. Well, I'm more than that. Well, this player, I you know we're offering that. And then you know. I don't know what negotiations are like. I'm only speculating on what I think they are, but I am assuming that there's a lot of jockeying going around on those big four shortstops. And I think that's uh, something that's holding up is there's, again, there's a lot of teams in it. So that's probably just raising the price on players and you have four of them right now. So, okay. I want to offer you this. Well, you know, I got six other teams that are offering me this, you know, I, I, there's a lot that's going on, so I, I'm not surprised that that the four short, short stops. I think that's going to probably be winter meeting type stuff. That and that's usually what happens, right? The winter meetings happen, and that's when all these big signings happen. I, I yeah. remember that's when I think Alfonso Soriano yeah. uh, signed with the Cubs over winter meetings. Um, so you know, a lot of stuff happens then. Um, I'm not going to get all up in arms about them not signing anybody because nobody's moving. This isn't like last year when uh, the pitchers started going off the market and the Cubs were just twiddling their thumbs waiting. And it's like, you, you got to sign somebody. They're all, there's nobody left. I mean, everybody's yeah. still there. I don't know what they're doing. Um, uh, you know, as of right now, I'm a, you know, they're, they're linked to everybody. Okay. That's a good start. Uh, hopefully they can sign somebody. I, I'm not going to, be sitting here getting upset and no, no yelling and shaking my fist and you know and saying you know curse you Tom Tom and Jed <laughs> and you know get get it done um and, and that's fine if you want to but I just I don't see any point to it right now I mean not yet yeah you know, there'll be plenty of time for that later in the season yeah I mean things we can do poorly. that we can do that in spring training when they roll yeah. out a, another you know quadruple a team um, yeah. but as of right now, I, d- I don't know. Uh, it's just too early. I'll get upset after the winter meetings and things start moving. Um, yeah. and they could be making trades too. I don't, a lot of people keep talking about the, you know, Cubs trading for players. I, 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 I mean, I know they have a deep farm system, but they just built that up. Now they're going to deplete it. Now they're going to dump I, it. They yeah. don't have that top prospect where they're talking about getting top talent, like a Shane Bieber, like, they're going to have to give up a ton. And then what? So there goes their farm system. You know, yeah. they have this great depth of good players, but nothing great. And now it's, yeah. I don't know. I'll be shocked if they make trades. Um, I, I think they have the cash to spend. Spend it. Um, you know, trades are good for, you know, why trade players when you're, you have a lot of holes to fill and you have a lot of cash to fill those holes. You don't need to be trading players out of your farm, farm system for it. I agree. Um, so, yeah. I Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I don't see any trades happening. Maybe they do, but I think they need to be spending money um, and, and signing players. And I'm, I'll, I'll wait to to get upset. It's still early. Nobody's really doing anything right now. So that's we'll see. that's that's the thing is once that mad dash starts, as long as the Cubs are in there doing something, once it begins, uh, and then you know once the music ends, as long as they're not left without a chair or a player in this instance, then. Then we can talk. So I, I know Greg uh, wrote up Fangraphs projected lineup. So I'm gonna wait. Maybe we can wait and see what it looks like if after next next week if they if they make some signings because yeah. there's a couple players in there. I'll be honest. There's one in particular. I'm like ah that that ship has sailed for me. I'm I'm good. I don't need to see Alfonso Rivas at first base anymore. I think I don't know. I hate to close the book on him because he's hate still you. young. I know I know you do because he's your guy. Yeah. You are you are on the rebus train, and you know what? And I hope I could be wrong. Um, I feel like he didn't necessarily get the best opportunities last season because he was. I don't kinda, think so either. He was going back and forth a lot to Iowa, which doesn't help, or sitting on the bench, you know. And I also noticed watching too, Frank Schwindel out there. Schwindel not hit and, tanks, and I would love to see. Um, is Mervis left-handed or right-handed? Left-handed. Left-handed. Okay. That, that complicates things because I was going to say at DH, I would love to seal friend Miel Reyes at DH more too. And then, you know, where could you put Mervis at, if it's at first? But then if him and Rivas are both lefties, that could complicate things. So we'll, we'll see. Maybe maybe things will get a little bit better or a little bit more clear after uh, next week's winter meetings start. Vinny, I do have a really good piece of MLB trivia that I came across, and I thought you would actually be very curious to hear. Would you like to hear it? Sure. All right. I'm going to give you two players. They okay. These are their 19, age 19 to age 30 seasons, okay? One player is Mike Trout. The other player we'll call player X for now because I want to see if you can figure out, A, if this person should be in the Hall of Fame, and B, if you can figure out who this player is. It's important to note Mike Trout's numbers might be a little bit lower because, A, he had the season where he was out for quite a bit, and, B, there was also the COVID season, which is much shortened. So, okay, ages 19 to 30 in those seasons. Mike Trout. Had 1,543 hits. Player X had 1,683 hits. Uh, Mike Trout had 1,052 runs. Player X had 1,045 runs. Mike Trout had 2,991 touched bases. And uh, and uh, player X had 3,185 bases. Mike Trout had 350 home, home runs. Player X had 368. Whoop, my phone just dimmed. Hold on here. Uh, Mike Trout had 896 RBI. Player X had 1,117. Mike Trout had an XBH of 697, and Player X had 732. D-War, I'll be honest, I don't know what D-War is, but Mike Trout's is 2.4. Defensive War? Oh, that's what I'm assuming. Uh, this player, uh, Player X had 26.6. and what was, reg- the, what was Mike Trout, sorry? 2.4. Seems really low. Yeah. Uh, and then Mike Trout's war in general was 82.1, and player X was 64.2. Based on those stats compared to Mike Trout, I think we would all agree Mike Trout's probably already a Hall of Famer at this point. Yeah. Would you consider player X a Hall of Famer? 
I don't know. I, does he play center field? I, I don't know what position yes, he plays. Yes, he plays center field as well. When did he play? Uh, he played throughout the 90s and a little bit of the early 2000s. Played mostly for one team and then kind of jumped around teams at the end of his career. He was a center fielder? Center fielder, correct. One, uh, I don't, he might have been on the World Series team. I can't remember if he was there when they won. Did he play in Chicago? He did, I believe, for one season. Oh, one season. Maybe one, maybe two. But he was he was kind of on pretty much on the decline. And I will tell you, this player, when you when you ask if he's a Hall of Famer, I would imagine he, you don't even give him a second thought to be a Hall of Famer, or he's a fringe Hall of Famer at best. I can't think of it. It would be Andrew Jones, Atlanta Brave, right? Yes, correct. Yes. So I always considered him pretty good when he was with Chipper, but those numbers are way better than I remember. Way, way. I've always than thought I'm... he was really good. I don't he, know. I, I remember he, him being really whenever good. Whenever I with hear Atlanta. his name, I always I saw him on the list there, and I I thought I was like, oh yeah, he'd probably get into the Hall of Fame. So I would say yes. Like yeah, that was so. always my thought. I didn't ever thought he was just okay. But um, again, I wasn't watching a lot of baseball, so yeah. I think probably when I did, it was highlights and stuff like that on I, ESPN. So I feel I, like when he was a brave, he was young. He was really, really good. And then I want to say he went to the Sox for a season or two. He was in LA for a season or two. And then the wheels came off really quick from what I remember to the point where I want to say he was like DFA'd or, or kind of just sent down and like that was the end of it. I don't know how his career ended, but I, I remember it being very unceremoniously uh, for him. So he was uh, with Texas at one point. Was he really? Yeah. God, I don't even remember that. Texas in 2009. Wow, he played a lot longer than I thought he did. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Was he on was he on the Braves World Series team in 95? I don't think he was there yet. I could be wrong though. 96 is when he Okay, he came the next year. Came then. up with the Braves in 19. Okay. Yep. Uh gotcha. played with the uh, the Chicago White Sox in 2010. Okay, that would have been at the near the end too. Yeah. Yeah, when you said center fielder and fringe Hall of Famer, I was thinking Juan Pierre. Um, oh God, I wouldn't even have put. Now, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. I don't. I don't know what his numbers one. are. I know I don't he, know his he numbers got a either. ton of hits. Um, yeah, yeah, when he was but, in Florida, he was a machine. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I thought that was a fun fact. It makes you it gives you another uh, look or qualitative look at uh, some of these Hall of Fame ballots that are coming back now. So. Andrew um, Jones finished his season with the New York or his career with the New York Yankees. I didn't even know he played for them. I'll be honest. Yep. 2011, 2012, two seasons. Wow, two seasons. All right. Well, he wasn't half bad then at that point. All right. Should we get to the football talk real quick? Yep. All right. Let's go. Manures of the Midway. <laughs> where the guys talk the pile of horse crap that is the Chicago Bears. I mean, when you consider the other choices, manure is actually pretty refreshing. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, God. What to say about the Bears? Justin Fields was looking spectacular for a good five to six weeks, and then he dislocated, separated his shoulder, something. Didn't play last week. We got the joy of seeing, is it Trevor Simeon that played last yes. week, last week? Oh, my God. That was almost uh, Nathan Peterman. Almost Nathan Peterman. And now this week, uh, Trevor Simeon is hurt, so they had to. Of all places, they found a quarterback from the practice squad of the Detroit Lions. I believe it's Tim Boyle. Tim Doyle? That's correct. Yep. Okay, one of the two. Um, Good God, how did they come across him, uh, number one? 
But uh, I played with the Packers. Oh. I was talking with my boss about that, and he's actually said so. It makes sense that they're going to get a Inside guy that's info. familiar with. Well, he's familiar with the system too. Yeah. Um. So that yeah, they got him, and I know. Um. Yeah, my boss said that he wasn't in preseason. He wasn't bad, but um. Yeah. I'll I'll much. be honest. Uh, the Bears Jets game. Once I knew Justin Fields wasn't playing, I didn't even wa- I didn't watch a single minute of that game. I was like, I'm not going to bother because I kind of yeah, knew I the didn't. writing was on the wall. I had nothing. I didn't either. Didn't want to waste my time. I knew what was going to happen. I turned on the score. I think the halftime score, and I'm like, yeah, this is about where I thought. And then like within ten minutes of the third quarter, I think they gave up like another two or three touchdowns to the Jets, and it wasn't yep. even Zach. Um, oh, what's his name? Zach Wilson. It was their their backup quarterback. Yeah, is, Mike is White. That- Mike White, because Zach Wilson's in a whole other mess of issues. He's having a whole mess of issues. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. If Justin Fields doesn't play in this game, uh, you know, I'm a bad Bears fan to begin with. But if he doesn't even play, I don't even know if I'll turn it on. And I know that's sacrilege because it's Bears-Packers. But that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know about you. No, I – yeah, I wouldn't bother turning it on either. Um, (laughs) Yeah, at at this point, it's just get a better draft pick. Everybody's – I mean – the Jets game was terrible. Everybody started getting hurt during that yeah. game. You lost Eddie Jackson to a yep. loose Frank injury. Darnell Mooney's got an ankle. He's out for the rest of the year. Yep. Um, yeah, it's just not good right now. Um, they, they can't they can't stay healthy. That Jets game was that field those terrible players are just getting hurt on non contact injuries. Um, that's never a good sign. Um Yeah, with Justin Fields not playing, I think I just looked on my phone. I had yeah, didn't really have any sp- any stats. intention to watch it or and I think we were we were getting a tree I think that day or I don't mm-hmm. know what the heck we were we were doing something that anything was more more important, more important or and, better to and, do and, yeah. and more entertaining than sitting through that um but it was funny you knew what was going to happen when Trevor Simeon started off that game <laughs> huh? I think he had like 161 passing yards through the first yeah. quarter and of course. You had morons, um, particularly oh one, God. Dan Weeder, saying, yes. oh, the Bears had two efficient scoring drives. Uh, the first two drives of the game were very efficient. And then what did they do the rest of the game? Three and out, three Lanag. and out, three and out. I think they had six straight three and outs, um, uh, You know, not including the last one of uh, the half where they kneeled the bottom, count that. Uh, but they had like six straight three and outs after that. Yeah, that really – once the once the defense actually understood and realized, oh yeah, Trevor Simeon's playing, not Justin Fields, which the Bears were alluding to all week that he might play. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they yeah. they saw enough of Trevor Simeon to figure him out and and shut him down. Um, which kind of leads leads me to saying the Jordan Love thing. I don't know if you saw that. Um, since this is Bears Packers week, we can I'll, I'll mention I'll bring it up. But did you see that game last week, the Eagles game against the Packers? No, I did not. I heard about it, but I did not watch it. I turned it on uh, right when Jordan Love came in, um, and of course, you know he he led two very efficient uh, scoring drives there to you know get the Packers within ten points. Um, I, it it was garbage time, and you know Packer fans, of course, were oh we have our third Hall of Fame quarterback. Did you <laughs> see that? And it's just like well. You know, Trevor Simeon also looked good for two drives, and the Eagles weren't ready for Jordan Love to come in. It's a little different look than Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was. it's just funny where people take two drives of a game and magnify it 
way too much. Let's let the whole thing play out before we start, you know, looking at two drives of game and saying, hey, this guy's going to be good, and then the rest of the game is just crap. Um, but, yeah, this week, if Justin Fields doesn't play, I have no he, intention he could, They could sit him the rest of the on. season, and I would be okay with it at this point. Uh, you know, I know there's a talk about shutting him. People are yeah. saying that they should shut him down. I still want him to get reps, maybe yeah, because I'm selfish, right. and I want him to, like, so I can turn it on, like, have something to Some, look forward to. A reason to, to watch him, yeah. Right and and but at the same time it's good for it. I think it benefits him too to get those live reps. You know, yeah. I don't want him to just sit on the sidelines the rest of the, the rest of the season and you know just taking practice snaps. Like I want him out there. Granted, I don't want the them to be. I know two weeks ago I talked about oh you know running the design runs that's gonna keep him from getting hurt. And then what what happened? He got hurt. Um, but they were talking about the whole game that Justin Fields was wasn't able to watch it. But they were talking about how he was stretching out his hamstring. Stop calling run plays if his yeah. legs aren't good. Like if yeah. he's got an ailing issue, that's not going to help him. Like start calling. Okay, well I'm going to call boots. Throw the ball. You know, scrambling and running out of you know running is a last option. Tell him that. Don't do yeah. design runs, especially at the end of the game when he wasn't 100%. No, and then he ran him clearer. after he hurt yeah. his shoulder. What was Th- that? That is, uh, you know, that, that again, that's just, I think that's, you know, Luke Getze just being kind of green for his position, you know, being that rookie play caller. He's never called, you know, plays before, you know, as as we've talked about on the, the podcast. And so for him to do that i think that's just a rookie mistake on his part i think he needs to read his player better in in game time to decision and understand like yeah if he even if he says like yeah i'm good like you see him out there stretching his hamstring maybe don't call maybe so many runs maybe like you know what let's you know bring him over you tell him what's good for him you know he's gonna you know he's a warrior he'll go out you know we see him do it every week you know put the team on his back I mean, clearly because they only scored 10 points without him right. they were scoring like 30 points a game with him they only scored 10 without him that just shows you right there how much he means to that offense yes and that's what and, blew my mind is there was people calling into the score of the sports station out here don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I just like, oh, you know, Justin Fields didn't, or Trevor Simeon didn't do anything different than Justin Fields. It's like, Look at how many points each player was able to put up. They both yeah. have no offense around them and no support. And you're going to compare the two of them? Give me yep. a break. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's ridiculous. We, we do have a Twitter question, Vinny, for you. This is directed at you. What if the Bears did trade for Russell Wilson a few seasons ago? We were so worried about potentially giving away all of those picks and Russell getting a career-ending injury. Now, would it have been... 
having no picks and praying he does get a career-ending injury, what do you think if the Bears had traded for Russell Wilson? Thank God oh. they didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. We, yeah, that was the joke is that they would trade for him, have a Hall of Fame quarterback, and then he would – he would, you know, get hurt and never be able to play for him. That, God, it probably would have been better for his career than what he's doing in Denver right now. Um, I did not see that by the defense. Coming. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just that's weird. Uh, Russell Wilson's kind of a weird guy, though. Yeah, um, and the the more that's coming out about him, uh, you know, running around on the plane doing exercises. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Calisthenics while other guys are trying to sleep. Um, yeah, it's just, oof, yeah, um, thank God they didn't do that. Um, thank God Pete Carroll was wise enough to help Ryan Pace out and tell him <laughs> no. No thanks. Um, We're good here, yeah. Man, so. that would have been terrible uh, looking back on that now. Like, um, at least there's a sense of hope and optimism, granted not for this season, but, like, even though they're 3-9, and nine, I believe, right now, like, even even when they were losing, like it was still fun to tune in because it was so exciting to see a player that could change the game on a on the fly yep. based of their talent, even though they had no talent surrounding them. So I just keep thinking if and when they put the pieces around him and the fact that if they keep losing, they're at a number two pick right now, even if they don't make that number two pick, but you package that with someone else to to or with some with another team to get two first round picks later in the draft, if you're going to yeah. try and pick linemen or receivers or something because there's plenty of holes on this team um yeah it's it's exciting so hopefully that continues and if they do lose i'm not advocating for them to lose on purpose and i know players and coaches would not ever do that but if they do it's not the end of the world that's kind of where i'm at right now so yep that's right all right we do have one twitter question about hockey so let's jump real quick to that and then we will get to whatever here we go used puck bags shut up you guys stink. I thought we came here to play hockey. You know, I knew we forgot something. Diving in on what's happening with the Chicago Blackhawks. All right. Well, we're just going to gloss right over the Blackhawks section because they are 14 of their last 16 are losses. They've lost their last eight games, I believe. There we go. I could listen to that music all day. But uh, they have that, that they're garbage. They're awful. Uh, Patrick Kane only has 16 points. The team is a joke. But hey, we're tanking for Bedard. Connor Bedard, I think, is on pace for like 100 goals in junior this season. So um, pretty good, right? Yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, I don't know if he's a Gordon Bombay, but uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So we have a Twitter question to me saying, how is NHL 23? Why the hell is a custom goalie mask creator not in this game yet? Seems like that would be a feature. could be a stone's throw away. EA NHL, in my opinion, has always had some of the best creation tools, even going uh, back to their earlier titles. They are These are the fools on YouTube and Reddit that are creating... Wait a minute. There are fools on YouTube and Reddit that are creating their own builds of a feature like that, and they look solid. Yeah, um, NHL 23 is pretty good. I've been playing quite a bit of it. Uh, I love there is a a three-on-three arcade mode where you play outside on, like, pond rinks. Um, And there's, like, a tournament and stuff. You can play against a computer or you can do it online. And then you unlock different gear for your players. So, like, right now I think my guy's rocking a Mighty Ducks jersey and a, I think, an L.A. Kings jersey. And you can unlock different hats and skates and pants and all that. So that's been a lot of fun. I haven't even touched the regular hockey mode yet. Um Highly recommend if you can find it cheap. Um, 
Goalie Mask Creator, there's no reason that should be in. I, other games from PS2 had that. I don't know why they took it out or why they don't have it. It's a joke. Uh, EA needs some competition. Bring back NHL 2K. Uh, and I never even bought those games, but at least it would give uh, some competition. So there you go. I don't have anything else to say about hockey. Uh, Greg also wrote in. I'm not even going to play the music for this, but he said he has thoughts on the Bulls. And then he's got the Newman gif of watching it all as it crumbles down. Really bummed. I was so excited for Bulls season, and they are not playing very well right now. All right, Vinny, are you ready for whatever? Yes. All right. Let's Manures get... of the mid- Whoop, that's not whatever. This Hold is on. going great. This, see, this is what happens when you put me in charge. All right, here we go. Now it's time for whatever. 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 Whatever you want. Whatever I want. Whatever, dude. Irrelevant. Whatever, dude. All right. Vinny, would you like to take over whatever? Yes. Welcome to base... Or... Oh, boy. I'm just butchering this, (laughs) aren't I? Oh, (laughs) man. Welcome to whatever baseball and whatever. This week, we are going over the impossible and trying to rank our top five favorite 90s action movies. And Justin, when I said this, I didn't think of the ramifications of the amount of action movies that came out in the 90s. and and they're all good. Yes, and they're all amazing. Um, Corny, amazing, uh, funny. It's just the the 90s was great. It was. Um, Bring back the 90s, please. Right? Um, and, and if you, if you have Netflix and you have the, if you want that nostalgia of the nineties, check out, uh, what's it called? Uh, Pepsi, where's my plane is the documentary. It's about, uh, nineties marketing. Um, I guess, I guess really scam. Uh, oh, I do remember that. Was that with like the Pepsi points? Yes. The Pepsi points. Yes. And they were offering a plane and someone Wanted to get the plane, and uh, Pepsi uh, currently in the middle of it, and Pepsi's not paying up, so there's a lot of litigation going on. And uh, Pepsi has got a history of having bad uh, ad campaigns. Was it a um, Harrier jet by chance? It was a Harrier. I jet. remember that commercial. Yes, yes. I remember. Do that you? Commercial. Yes. Yeah, it yes. was funny. They go, they go to talk with the marketing team, and that with that commercial was different than what they had originally planned. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so like the the kid there's a kid and he's kind of cool looking. Yep. They wanted to have um pretty much like uh Ham from Sandlot. They thought it would okay. be funny if it was like a kind of a batter kid and like kind of like a dorkier kid instead of a cool kid flying a Harrier jet into school. Um, and they also didn't have it for the points that um it the final cut ended up having it which made it uh affordable for someone that wanted to buy it Somebody got fired for that i'm sure um yeah i haven't gotten that far but it's a it's a very good um it's a very good documentary if you have netflix i i recommend it i will definitely especially if you love the 90s i remember that and i've i've gone down the rabbit hole like after i finish running on the treadmill i'll just walk on it for a few minutes and there's so so many youtube channels that will just play like hours of like 90s commercials and it's so sad like i'll be watching i'm like oh i remember that commercial and that one the pepsi points commercial contest i totally remember seeing that on there so do you yes and i remember it was a harrier jet and i remember thinking oh man i wish i could get a harrier jet there you go i i do not have a harrier jet no you don't but yeah um okay so uh, getting back on track here (laughs) um and 
you know, getting back to the nineties and trying to break away from talking about our love of the nineties. Um, yeah, we went in and tried to rank top five action ones. This, I mean, there are so many good ones. I looking at the listener submissions. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I mean, all these lists are really good. Um, although I'm looking at one now and I have never heard of that one. You'll have to, I don't know if you'll be able to help me figure out what the heck that one was. Oh, I'll um, have to look and see. Yes. I don't know which uh, one it is. But, Justin, I will let you go first, um, as I am a gentleman and a scholar. That um, you are. That you are. Uh, and I'll let you go first. What is your number five top action movie of the 90s? All right. My number five. I did not see this in theaters. I saw it on TV. We had HBO uh, uh, on cable. Look at cable. you. I know. We were fancy. Uh we had HBO, and I remember summer of, like, 97, 98. This was on on every day, every week, and I watched it a ton, which was probably not a good idea because I had a horrible fear of the whole premise of this movie starring Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton, Carrie... Oh, I can never... I never know how to pronounce his last name. Is it Els? Carrie Els? Jamie Gertz, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Alan Ruck, and many, many more, and that is twister Vinny. nice that is a I good one love that movie i just saw it again like last year for the first time in probably like 10 15 years it is still so good it um, is um so, you know the whole the whole stupid cow flying through the air i think that's the same cow uh right philip, philip seymour hoffman is awesome in that movie he is i love that character he and it's just so, so good different from a lot of his later on yes. characters yeah because he's like this like not surfer dude but like really like whoa man and he's like i'm yeah. a storm chaser how cool is that you know um <laughs> <laughs> he sounds nothing like that in the movie oh um, no, that was actually that was it really? justin based on your other uh, impressions, impressions that was actually pretty good i i loved him in uh Along came Polly. He is excellent in that movie as well. But he that's, is good that's in that. a two thousands movie. Anyway, um, f- fun fact though, as a kid, I was deathly afraid of tornadoes because the house I grew up in before we moved, I did not have a basement in my house, and so I watched this movie a ton. And then, lo and behold, that summer we had a tornado warning for our town, and my mom was at work, my dad was home with us, and I was running around the house screaming, "We're all gonna die!" Because I knew. If I told my dad, hey, let's go to grandma and grandpa's, you know, down the street, they have a basement, he wouldn't listen to me. But if I got my sister concerned, he would listen to her because that was his little, you know, of course, little girl. And I'm like, Meg, if we don't go to grandma and grandpa's, you don't know what's going to happen to us. This house will be demolished. I've seen <laughs> I've seen Twister. This is not going to end well. And lo and behold, she wanted to go. The next thing we know, we were at my grandparents and my mom called over there to make sure we were safe. And I was crying. And I was like, dad wouldn't let us come here until I got Meg scared. And she's like, put your father on the phone. Oops. You got your dad in trouble? I got him in way a lot of trouble there. Justin, I'm just going to (laughs) say, for being a fan of that movie, did you not see that the F5 tornado didn't take the house at the end of the movie? No, I know. It didn't. It didn't. But they did drive through a house at one point. They did. I and you know, Justin, I don't know if I consider that an action movie. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were gonna I, say I'll that. let it slide because it is such a great movie. It is a great uh, movie. But yeah, I I I, if, I mean, if, I, if you it, don't want there is action, I mean, there, yes. It's not the type of action I would normally consider action. I mean, it was on it's Collider's far from being list. like predator-esque no, action. No. 
Well, the, the amount of mass and body. Uh, yeah, the lineup in <laughs> the Predator lineup in compared Predator. to Twister. Come on now. Bill Paxton doesn't hold a candle to Predator's lineup. But. No. I mean, you got the body, the Ventura. Come on. <laughs> Apollo Creed. All right. Yep. Yeah. So, yes. Uh, you know, before I put that in, I did have Clear and Present Danger, which is definitely, I think, more of an action movie. But uh, yes. But yes, I, I have a soft spot for Twister. So that was my number five. I'll let it slide. Thank you. I appreciate that, Vinny. Yep. What's, what about you? What's your number five? My number five, I loved this movie growing up. Um, I don't think I saw any of these movies in theaters. Um, No, I didn't either. Yeah, I I don't think I did. Um, But this one was Speed. Um, Oh. I love that movie. Keanu Reeves is such a badass in that movie. Yes, he is. Um, It just, the whole movie, like, the majority of that movie takes place on a bus. But it's exciting. Like, it's interesting. And there's... There's just a lot. I know, like the first time when I watched it, uh, the scene with the baby carriage yes. um, got me. Like I was like, "Oh my god!" Um, and yeah, spoiler alert for somebody that hasn't seen it: they, it's not a baby in the carriage that they hit. It's a can of, it's just a bunch of cans. But yeah, like that 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 was good. Um, Alan Ruck is in that movie as well. That's right, he is. Uh, he plays a the dorky. Uh, I think he's a tourist in that that yes. tries to hit on Sandra Bullock, and then she says that she's got gum underneath her seat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's such a great cast. Uh, Jeff Daniels is in it. Um, Jeff Daniels gets killed in like the first half an hour, doesn't he? Or no? No, he gets killed later. He gets shot by Dennis um, uh, Hopper, right? You're not Dennis Hopper. Who's who's the no, villain? Keanu Reeves shoots him because he shoots. says shoot. Because in the beginning oh, of the movie, yes, they yes, catch yes, Dennis yes, yes. Hopper and um, yeah, he says shoot the hostage. Yeah, um, that's so. right. That's right. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. But yes, that is a very good movie. Just, I mean, I can't believe um, that they actually ran out of money shooting that. Oh, I um, didn't know that. Yeah, so they they ran out um, of money, and uh, so it says, what is it? Um, so this says the film literally ran out of money before it was completed. When the film was first previewed for an audience, the subway scene. Uh, were just animated storyboards, and the audience loved it so much the studio came up with the extra money to finish and shoot the movie, uh, the rest of the movie. So, yeah, really? that, I mean, I can't believe I, for just, I mean, I guess there's a lot going on because they're probably had to do it in the streets, shooting the bus, driving around, and stuff like that. So, I'm sure that got pretty expensive, but mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't realize that they had they had run out of money while shooting it but i yeah it's it's a good movie great action movie um as a kid that movie scared the hell out of me though i don't know why you were afraid to get on buses after that i i I don't think i've ever been on a uh, i don't think i've ever been on a public bus i've been on school buses but never a public bus. Maybe once. Were you were you afraid of the school bus having a bomb on it? No, 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 no. 
But I okay. do love I do love when they come to the gap and uh, you know realistically the bus would just drive off that like a cliff and then somehow it launches itself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on an angle totally defying gravity um and right I, I also thought it was so cool even as a kid i thought that scene where they like make it look like the camera is looping and then that one lady adjusting her skirt that. messes it up like, yeah I, yeah here i am i'm the one that's doing all the editing i'm like i love the the production aspect of that so and keanu reeves is probably one of my favorite actors of all time yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it, it is a good movie. Speed two, I've probably seen more than Speed one though. What? Speed two, Speed two is horrible. Do not see Speed two. Wait, wait. Then why do you see, have you seen that more than Speed? Because, well, this goes back to having HBO as a kid. Speed two was on HBO all the time. Oh, that's terrible. Speed two, Cruise Control had the had the. Uh, Wasn't that on a boat? It was on a giant boat. Willem Dafoe was the bad guy. He was into leeches and stuff. He'd Do have, he boats put... have cruise control? I don't know. That's a good question. I'll, I'll ask my dad. I don't think so. I don't think they do. No. Maybe? I don't so know. Why would they call it cruise control? And I can't remember they're... what the name of the guy who the guy was that took Keanu Reeves' spot because Keanu knew this was he bad wasn't, shit. Yeah, he wasn't in it. I didn't, Sandra Bullock I, was up for it. but She was in it, yeah. But yeah, I didn't see that one. It's bad. Um, Really uh, yeah, because Keanu wasn't in it, I didn't see it. No, so. you, you didn't miss out. You didn't miss out. So, All right, Justin, what's your number four? All right, my number four. Man, I'm starting to think I might need glasses. This text looks really small. Man, getting old sucks. Anyway, my number four, I'm a little worried you're going to say this isn't an action movie, but I think this is more of an action movie than Twister. Uh, I did never saw this movie all the way through up until about five or six years ago. Uh, it's from 1993. My man, Han Solo himself, The Fugitive. I, Please tell me that's an action movie. Babe. Yeah, I would say that's an action okay, movie. Okay, good. All right. A uh, couple things about that movie. Uh, t- the the U.S. Marshals chasing him. Tommy Lee Jones. Uh, that's someone in Chicago, right? Yes, takes place in Chicago. Yes. There's that great line where there he's on like I don't know what part of Illinois it is because I don't know where there's a gigantic dam where he jumps off of. But the I didn't shoot my wife in Tommy Lee Jones. I don't care. Like it's just so good. <laughs> and then he jumps off there. Um, but yeah, being in Chicago, uh, you know, all the stuff with the L tracks and the L and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh man, I got all excited. I thought we had comments, but it's just uh, spam again. Darn it. Yep. What a bummer. Anyway, um, I also love the fact that um, it takes place in Chicago, and I actually got to go. One of the neighborhoods they filmed in was in the neighborhood of Pullman, which is on the south. Uh, I want to say it's the south near south side of Chicago. Not necessarily in the best neighborhood, but when I was in college, I took an Illinois history class because I was a history major, and uh, the Pullman train cars were created there, and those were like the very first like fancy uh, train cars with it had they had sleeping cars, they had dinner cars, and and it was all made in this this neighborhood of Pullman. So they took us there for the architecture, and then we also got to kind of see a tour of where they filmed. So in the movie where he's on the rooftops of all those houses, that is in the Pullman neighborhood, which is on the south side of Chicago. So um, great movie though. Love it. Um, I did not know that, according to the DVD, the scene in which he, the Chicago police interrupt him uh, was improvised by Harrison Ford, and he had no idea what questions that, that he would be asked. So that I thought was kind of cool. But overall, great movie. If you haven't seen it, it's an awesome, awesome movie. Go see the, the – I almost said The Negotiator. The Fugitive. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another, movie, another movie that takes place in Chicago, though, is The Negotiator. So, Is it? 
It is. Is that is. who's in that one? Samuel L. Jackson and Kevin Spacey. Interesting. I don't know if I've it's, seen it's, that one. It's I good. feel like I saw that one. It's pretty good. You've probably seen, it's on cable. It's uh it was on cable all the time when I was a kid, so Okay. All right. Uh, moving on to my number four. Um this one I don't I I I don't think I saw this one in theaters. Um but this is Independence Day is my number four. That is the my number three. In it, is okay um so i guess we can just both we talk discuss, about it now yeah. um but yeah the cast and it was just amazing will smith before he got all weird weird <laughs> bill pullman jeff goldblum's just fantastic yes. in this. judd hirsch uh, is great in it too yes he is um and little known fact uh the scenes between jeff goldblum judd hirsch and will smith those mostly were improvised really the, the dialogue in it oh, yes so, so cool. um yeah, I just the I think probably I think Greg and I quoted that most uh that that movie um when we were riding on roller coasters, which is a very quotable movie. It is. Um it that is. one and the 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 second one are very quotable when you're riding a roller coaster, <laughs> I think. Um so yes, um Robert Loja is in it as well. Yes, that, uh, he plays uh, the general. Yes. Um. Yeah. Gosh, such it's such a great cast, such a good movie, great premise too. Um. Yeah, I I remember when it first came out, I didn't realize that it was alien ships. It just showed like this big steel thing going mm-hmm. over cities, and um, he had no idea what the heck um, what the heck it was. It just said Independence Day when the movie came out um and then yeah when actually watching it you realize it's about aliens but yeah just just a great movie overall great action flick um just about aliens coming down trying to and then you know i like how we thought they were going to be nice and then they just destroyed us and it's like oh this isn't good it it it's yeah so like i said that was my number 3 uh as, as a kid i was obsessed with learning about area 51 so seeing uh-huh. a movie that like takes you through the ins and outs of what people expect area 51 to be bill pullman being the president and then his like weasley i can't think of that character actor's name but that weasley assistant's like well we didn't tell you about area 51 because we need plausible deniability and as a kid i was like oh that makes total sense right that's it was why james James Red Rebhorn. Yes, he was such a little sniveling like a hole in that movie. Yes, um, but I loved. I, I mean, Will Smith was great in it. But yeah, uh, um, the the fact that you know what's his name is is David David Levinson. Uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank now. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. I yes. love Jeff Goldblum in that in that movie. All the scenes with him and Judd Hirsch driving to D.C. Oh, I know. And then when they're on Air Force One, uh, the whole like. Oh, you you didn't listen to my David. He right? knew. And you did nothing. <laughs> A- Area fifty one. Area fifty one. And then, you know <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, that that's just that that's not real. Yeah, no, everybody's like, sir, Oh, that's not real. Yeah, and then that's yeah, James not Redford's entirely um right but yeah just that whole premise the alien ship i remember i rented the independence day playstation one game all the time because it was si- kind of similar to Star Fox. it wasn't as good okay. but uh it was it was a lot of fun um and just that ending scene where they're they're you know in the mothership and the whole logistics of them somehow writing a virus on a mac chromebook uh, I'm not a Mac Chromebook, a Mac laptop that somehow can also interface with alien technology. I don't understand how that works, but you can kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit. And then them escaping in the must go faster, must go faster, which yes. I believe he also says in Jurassic Park as well. You know, I was, yeah, I was thinking about that quote. I was like, doesn't he, 
I don't think he says must go faster. Must, or just go faster. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, you know, and then the, you know, left, 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 left. What the hell do you think I'm doing? You know, like, right? I just, I love that. Uh, such a good movie. It also makes me realize if aliens did show up, we would be so screwed because there is no way that the entire world, let alone the country, would unite to fight back. Uh, and well, we have Randy Quaid. <laughs> have you seen Randy Quaid lately? Oh, yeah. man. Talk about. Yeah, uh, not you, good. It might have been someone might have been doing experiments on him. Um, yes, uh, <laughs> I, I picked a hell of a day to quit drinking. You right. Know, uh, that... Hey, boys, I'm back. Uh, yeah, great movie. I that's all I can say. It's it's uh, it's all I can sit here and do quotes all day on that movie. So yep. there you go. Nice. Um, so that was your number three. Moving. Uh, that was my number four. So moving on to my number three, and this is rush hour oh um, good movie i love that movie uh that whole i know we had talked about the trilogy that whole trilogy was great um jackie chan and chris tucker just that such a good duo and such an unlikely duo of those two uh but it's just a comedy like and jackie chan's character doesn't say like a whole lot um mm-hmm. especially in like the beginning of the movie when they first meet he doesn't say like anything to him uh, but it's just I love Jackie Chan movies uh, growing up. And so like, this was like awesome. Cause most of his stuff that I, you know, was able to see in the movies, they were all like the ones that he used to do in Japan and were ad libbed. And this was like, kind of like an American movie, um, you know, not ad libbed. And he was just phenomenal in it. And I just love all his movies, like all the rush hour movies with the outtakes at the end. Yes. Chris Tucker is hilarious. Yes. Um, it's kind of disappointing that he didn't have a bigger career, um, but that he's yeah, just those two working together are just great. Um, the chemistry is just phen- phenomenal between those two. Um, but yeah, I I loved Rush Hour. I think Rush Hour Two may be a funnier movie, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, just the first one is just iconic, and I love it. I'm I'm looking I I loved that movie. The second one is decent. I never saw the third one. The first one is my absolute favorite though. Uh yeah, the like third that, one's good. That whole buddy cop thing though, it's so good. Um yeah, I I just a lot of a lot of memorable lines and and like you said, uh Chris Tucker, I know he he kind of was starting to make a little bit of a comeback there for a while. I know cuz he kind of fell off the face of the earth for a good decade maybe. Yeah. Um but yeah, I know there was talks about them maybe someday doing a Rush Hour 4, but I mean, unfortunately, they're both getting older now. I don't know, especially Jackie Chan, because he always did his own stunts, and a lot of that stuff he's not going to be able to do anymore. Um, yep. I, I don't know what he's been up to. He had a movie, was it The nego- not, not, not the go- Negotiator, The International? He had some movie recently that came out in like the last five years that I heard was really good. I haven't seen it. Before. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's a great pick, Vinny. That, that was definitely one of my honorable mentions for sure. Nice. So, all right, Justin, your number two. My number two also features Chris Tucker uh, in a very different role. Uh, also, yeah, like you said, none of these movies I saw in theaters because most of them are either PG thirteen or R, and yep. I was too young in the nineties to go see those. But um, this one features Bruce Willis. I saw this movie on HBO as well, sci fi movie, and I was obsessed with this movie. I loved it. From the get go, and that is the Fifth Element with Mia. Oh yes, good one. I love that movie. The whole premise: Luke Perry is in like the first five minutes of that movie, which I didn't know. I didn't even know that until probably like fifteen years ago because he. There's an opening scene in like um, 
ancient Egypt with these the the ancient alien race like bringing the four stones and he's there okay. and I think he gets trapped in the in the pyramid or maybe he gets out I don't remember but oh um, okay was he one of the okay he was, yeah one of the archaeologists or whatever but um that movie is just so good and so like I love the depiction of like New York and I don't remember what it was like twenty three hundred or something like that yeah the floating cars the multiple lanes and and all that and then you know Chris Tucker's character is like this crazy so radio dj vj like on to the nth degree that's just completely crazy uh-huh. uh you know i love that they they pull bruce willis back into the military and he's undercover and uh you know mia jovovich is an awesome character as the fifth element and in kind of gary oldman cool. yeah oh don't gary oldman is probably the best thing in that movie right as as zorg uh i loved him i loved i i would watch it on repeat when i was a kid the scene where he's explaining the Zorg ZF-1 gun that he makes for all those alien bounty hunters. Uh-huh. And he's like, they never asked about the little red button. And then you see one of them push the button and they all blow oh, up yeah. or whatever. I thought that was the coolest thing as a kid. Uh, God, I haven't seen that movie in ages. I need to watch that movie again. But that is that is like quintessential 90s action movie to me. And Bruce Willis, I, I really like a lot of his movies. And that was one that was so different than anything else he's probably done ever. Yeah. Um, that is my number two. Nice, that's a good one. Um, yeah. Okay, so I ha- refresh my memory if you can. Um, the- Gary Oldman was he working for like some like I don't know. I just remember he was like talking on the phone. Yeah, and, like his so, head started bleeding. Or bleeding, something which like was that. really weird too. Yes. Um, yeah. So my understanding was the the stones were there to prevent this like omnipotent alien evil force from taking over, and that like force they show it a couple times like it's just like a giant like asteroid or ball of fire or whatever okay I don't know if you remember that and somehow that thing could send out radio waves to contact people and he was kind of you don't have to live with chronic pain downtown's health can show you a better way joint pain back pain pain that sits and waits downtown's health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy call downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Zor- Zorg, I think was his character's name, was working for that alien thing to try and kind of bring upon the downfall of society, which doesn't make any sense because he's right. going to be killed too. But um, yeah, that that was kind of who he was working for. And then, yeah, like anytime people would get really afraid or scared of this thing, they would start to bleed. But it wasn't like red blood. It was like coagulated, like brown. Yeah. It was really weird. Like looking. syrup. Yeah, it was strange. Really strange, and I can't think of the actor that played the the priest. He did a great job as well. Um, such a good movie. Such a highly recommend. If you nice. love sci fi movies and you've never seen it, go check that out. That's a good one. Yeah, nice. Um, okay, moving on to my number two. Um, this is Terminator Two: Ooh, Judgment Day. Good movie. Um, this such a great movie. I was obsessed with this movie. Um, Arnold's character and it's great. Um, just. The whole shootout at Cyberdyne was mm-hmm. that that whole scene was great, and 
Yeah, I just like that. You don't don't kill any. Like he tells him, you can't kill anybody. Like you got to be the good guy. And so like he that whole scene, like he's just shooting at him, not doesn't kill anybody, and like scans the field. And nope, nope, nobody's dead. Okay, <laughs> moving on. Um, and, and just like the T one thousand. I think I just think like whenever I see like liquid nitrogen trucks yes. driving on the highway, I all like instantly think of that movie. Um, just like that was such a good movie, and it's always just like a heartbreaker at the end when Arnold has to die. Yep, yeah, it's such a thumbs a, up. Yeah, yep, um, yeah, it's it's a good movie. Uh, always wanted a dirt bike, uh, <laughs> like uh, Edward Furlong's character in it. Um, but yeah, it was it's. Such a good movie. I just loved everything about that movie. That that movie is, I feel like it's one of those that is leaps and bounds of better than the first one. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Um, but yeah, like, you know, Robert Patrick is the T-1000. And I had never seen X-Files until later. But like seeing him in X-Files then way down the road, it was so cool yep. to see him. But that like he does such a good job of like he doesn't say a ton of lines but he's just right. this like ominous like you know he's gonna mess shit up as soon as he yep. rolls into town and, granted, and you don't like, know who he is either no because he can shapeshift right and and so i thought that was so good granted i feel like that was probably the last good terminator movie too the ones after that I haven't. I, I Terminator Genesis. Not a lot of people like. I didn't mind that one. Um, was that the one where they went back in time to the t- the first movie? Yes, they went. Uh, I, yes, I think they did. And then somehow, um, who's the guy that goes back in time in the first movie? That's from the future. They get sent um, back. Uh, you know yeah, what I'm Reese. talking about? Reese. Somehow though, Reese becomes a Terminator. And he's like some like plasma terminator, so he's going around killing people, and it like it totally changed the timelines. And then the last one that came out with Linda Hamilton in it was okay, but that I think kind of I bombed. still haven't seen that one. It was okay. It wasn't the greatest. Um, okay, but uh, yeah, no, those th- that one's so good. It's so yeah. Good. But and it's funny that's one I didn't see up until like probably I was in my twenties. I somehow never saw that growing up. Really? So, yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine if I would have see, saw the scene where like everything's on fire and there's the skeletons and the the nuclear the, holocaust? The nuclear holocaust. What that would have done to me as a child? That would oh man! Scared the ha- you would you would never never have left your uh, grandparents' basement. I I, I'd still be there. Yeah, they don't, they don't even own the house anymore, but I'd still be there. Right. Well, <laughs> we're selling the house that comes with our grandson. He yeah. lives there. He's terrified he, he, of yeah. the twisters and the hol- uh, nuclear holocaust and yeah. when the machines rise up. Yeah, it's it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. So, you know, what's funny is we have an Alexa upstairs and I don't know if it's Terminator, but every time I'll always put the music on or the radio on for the dog when we leave. And when we come back, Erica always says, you know, Alexa, turn off the music. And then she says thank you to it. And I'm like, you you don't need to say thank you. It's an Alexa. She's like, well, if it ever rises up like Terminator, I wanted to know that I was polite to it. I'm like, oh, there you go. She's smart. Uh, OK. But anyway, yes. <laughs> sure sure justin you better be careful i mean she's she's i mean i don't know i'm surprised you're not thinking it and like no. being kind to alexa you know i don't know if, you, if you've ever seen uh google boston robotics they have like built robotics that can kind of walk and run and do like um oh they can do like uh like obstacle courses now it's it's incredible the technology they have now those things i'd be afraid of because they you can knock them down and they will get back up it's really yep. creepy so yeah we're doomed yeah. Oh, yeah. 
for a variety of reasons. One, something will get us. Exactly. All right, Justin, what is your number one? I'm, My, your list has been kind of all over the place, yes, so I'm kind of has. interested to see what this is. I have a feeling I know what this is. I think okay. we, We've probably we've talked, talked about, about past, this movie. Yes. Um, so lay it on me. What What's your number one? All right. My number one, uh, I saw this movie in 2003, Road Trip to Florida. I had nothing to do but watch the DVDs in the back of the car. Our neighbors gave me The Matrix, and I watched it. The, there the it first, is. Yes. The first you know three hours of the trip immediately was like, oh, and I was a, I was a sophomore in high school. I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best movie. This movie <laughs> was made specifically for me. And then I've never done this to this day. Immediately popped it back in the DVD player and watched it again. So that was like the first six hours wow. of our car ride. And I was just going through like afterwards. I'm like, all right, I need to be a hacker. What's my hacker name going to be? What are the first things I can download to try and hack? Got so many viruses on my parents' computer by downloading things that I shouldn't have because they were not programs to, to download. Oops. Oops. Yeah. Um. Oh, my God. And and it sucks because Matrix Reloaded was okay. Matrix Revolutions was not good, and I never yeah. saw the new one. I'm too afraid to see the new one. So I heard that was bad. I heard it was bad, and I don't want it to wreck my thoughts of the first one. But um, the action scenes are incredible. The music. I'm not a guy that likes techno or Euro music, but I downloaded so many tracks off of LimeWire and Kazaa from that movie. It had Rage Against the Machine. It had, um, I think Rob Dugan had a had a tech, techno song in there. Like, I was all in. I thought I was Neo. Um, I wanted to buy those sunglasses that Lawrence Fishburne had as Morpheus. That didn't, you just, like, put, you on, just put on your, of your nose, nose, which looks incredibly painful and a lot of work to keep them up. Um, what's his name that plays Cypher and turns everybody in to their agents? Yep. The agents, I thought they were the coolest enemy ever. Uh, yep. Agent Smith. Oh, my God. So, yeah, that's my number one. I knew that was coming. Um, I, I had that the green matrix thing is my gr- screensaver on all our computers at my at our house. Did you? For the I think I did. At one, I think everybody. Yeah. I think Everyone everybody did. Yeah. did at some point or tried yeah. to if, if if it was possible. Um. I, yeah. I remember the Rob Zombie song. Uh, yes. I Dragula. think I downloaded that. Yeah. Yep. That was a good song. Yeah. I, um, I I I tried to hack into people's computers a couple times. That didn't go well. Yeah. I I thought I was a badass. I was not. You were close. I, yeah. <laughs> I was so, so close yet so far away. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. That's my number one uh, for nice. sure. That, that's a good one. That Yeah, that first that's one good. That first one was definitely best out of all of them. Oh, without uh, a doubt. Without a doubt. That was really good. Yeah. Uh, maybe they should have just ended with that one. Um, that would have been smart. That probably. Been smart. Um, that, that, yeah, I I didn't have it on my list, but I knew it was going to be probably your number one. So yep. I'm, I'm glad I guessed right. Uh, but that <laughs> that is a good one. Um, my number one, I'm sure you can probably guess it. Um, it is Nicolas Cage's best movie, uh, starring none other than John Cusack and John Malkovich. Con it is Air. Exactly, Con such Air. a good movie. It is uh, probably the quintessential '90s. Yes. Act. I mean, I mean doesn't get much cornballish than that movie but it's so good and the cast is amazing looking yes. at you know nicholas cage john cusack say what you will about john cusack but john cusack's a pretty big 
actor. John yeah. Malkovich is just a oh, great villain. Cyrus I mean, the Virus. So great. Um, you know, having Ving Rhames in it, Dave yeah. Chappelle's in it. I, I mean, mean, that's right. Um, um, what's his name? Uh, not William H. Steve Macy. Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Thank you. That's why I always, yeah. Is Garland Green, the guy that went around wearing people's uh, heads as a hat uh, through <laughs> states. Um, Donnie Trejo's in it, or yes. Danny Trejo. Um, Trejo, I think is how yeah. you pronounce it. Yep. Johnny 23. That guy is terrible. I can't picture him as anybody else in any movie besides that guy. Yes. I mean, that's just like the way his character is just so creepy. Um, God, yeah, it's such a good movie. So many good lines in it. Um, <laughs> when he's sitting there underneath the, um, how to say, he's sitting underneath a, a pickup truck, and there's an old man there when they're uh, they landed the plane and they're refueling. Oh yeah! And they were supposed to take a jet plane to Mexico and leave everybody else stranded. And then uh, he, Nicholas Cage is hiding underneath the truck because he's trying to find insulin. And then yes, he looks at the old man right. and the the guy's like scared of him. He goes like, "I'm gonna kill you, old Tama." It's just like what <laughs> his accent. <laughs> It's almost as bad as your New York accent. Oh, it, it it varies from like three different dialects, right? Like, and put, it just was it put the bunny back in the yes. box. <laughs> yes, yes, put, put the bunny back in the box. Yeah, it's so great, so cornballish. Um, but I love that movie. There's nothing better than that from the '90s. Is Con Air. That's that's a good one. I remember my parents renting that in as a kid, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it's about this move, this guy who you know he was mil- in the tr- militarily trained, and you know his his body is technically a weapon. That's why he goes to he goes to prison." It's such a stupid, stupid premise. concept. And I'm like, "Oh yeah, I am not." Is like a ten year old. I'm like, "Oh, I, that's bullshit. I'm not watching that. Forget that." And then I went and played like PlayStation or something. And then lo and behold, like during the pandemic, I think I told this story on one of the episodes. Like I remember running on the treadmill i'm like you know i've never seen conair i was on a nicholas cage kick i'm gonna watch this and i'm like oh my god this is the greatest movie ever like this right? this is so good and he's so we've talked about this too he's so bad yes uh but he's so good uh-huh. i would argue best nicholas cage movie ever yes i i would totally agree yeah um god what was it uh oh thoughts are uh escaping me as it's getting later into yeah. the night but yeah, it's so so bad. Oh, the beginning scene, like nobody in their right mind, like he shouldn't go to prison no. because he got jumped. Like he yeah. got his ass kicked, and then he ended up killing one of the guys because they were beating yeah. the crap. Yeah, I mean that's literal textbook self defense. Who the hell was his attorney? <laughs> where they couldn't get him off on self defense. Um, uh. Yeah, it's just oh, it's such a good movie. I can't. I try to think of the line where he the uh, the guy that takes the bunny out of the box is asking him about what block he was on. Yeah, I was on. I was oh, on a block. Yeah. Well, I don't remember you. Well, there was 170 guys on a block, and I you know didn't or I was uh, you know 170 of us on a block, and I didn't want to know 169 of them. And it was just just lines like that. They were just like the one liners were great in that movie. Yes. I just loved it. Yes, they are. Oh, they're so good. So good. All right. You want to do honorable mentions real quick and then do our write-ins? I didn't you, write any honorable any? Okay. mentions because it would have been way too long. I figured, yeah, there's there's enough that are going to be listed oh, yeah. to say that they were good good enough movies. All right. Sounds good. Um. All right. Uh, I'll start. You want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Our, our, our 
third co-host, Greg, writes in. says, number five, Batman Returns. Number four, Independence Day. Number three, The Hunt for Red October. That is a great movie. I love that movie. Uh, Two, Goldeneye, and Tomorrow Never Dies is his number one. Pierce Brosnan at his absolute best. Honorable mentions Jurassic Park, The Lost World Jurassic Park. I never saw that. Terminator 2 Judgment Day, Mars Attacks. Oh, my God. I saw that way too many times as a kid. <laughs> Mars Attacks. Uh, yeah. uh, okay. That's more like comedy than yeah. I think action. Uh, Air Force One, Twister. He had Twister as well. The Rock, Rush Hour, Con Air, The World Is Not Enough, Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin. Oh, no. Take those last two off, Greg. That's those fine. Are, those are you not can leave movies. them on there. All right. Go ahead. Take your dad's. Uh, Pretzel Vince writes in number five backdraft. Is that the Kurt Russell firefighter Firefighter movie? movie? I never saw that. I never saw it either. I think it was filmed in Chicago or parts of it are in Chicago. Okay. Number four, Independence Day. Number three, oh, Boondock Saints. How did I not have that on my list? Um, That's such a good movie. Gosh, I could, I need, see, again, like I said, I could update you every could hour. every hour, yeah. I, I could put that as my number one. I love that movie. Um, There's such a lot of good lines in that movie, Willem too. Willem Dafoe is amazing in that movie. Oh, he is fantastic. Um, uh, Number two, Saving Private Ryan. Number one, Pulp Fiction. I didn't realize that was a, uh, I thought that was an 80s movie. Um, Pulp Fiction? No, yeah. that was 94, I believe. Okay, that's a yeah. good movie. It is a good movie. Uh, honorable, honorable mentions for Pretzel Vince. Face Off, another good cornballish yes. 90s action movie. Speed, Con Air, Air Force One, another good one. Eraser, another good one. And Die Hard with a Vengeance. Um, yeah, Air Force One's a great movie. Air Force, get off my plane. Although That's... there's no president in my lifetime that would be able to do what he no. did. They would all be dead. Yes, not a Or they all would have taken the, the uh, ex- uh, escape hatch. Oh, um, yeah. No, none of them would have been, no. Not a chance. No, I doesn't I matter what political party you are. Right. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not a chance in hell. Uh, Melissa wrote in. She first tried to tell me the first Die Hard, which I reminded her that was an 80s movie. Uh, uh, but she then came around and said, Speed, True Lies, which I have never seen True Lies. And she you died. have not seen True Lies. It yeah. is worth it. And there's a Harrier Jet in that movie. There is. I heard about that. Uh, and then she also said The Crow, which I have what seen. What is The, the Crow? Crow? That's the one I saw. That's with Brendan Lee, uh, Bruce Lee's son. That was the one he was killed on set because it was a real bullet that was in one of the guns that was used instead of a oh, blank. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so he died during filming, and then they had to like f- uh, superimpose his face on someone else's uh, body to finish filming the movie. Um I, I honestly, I saw it once. I remember it being decent. I want to say it's more like he's kind of like a vigilante, maybe taking out gangs at night, maybe. Okay. I, like I said, I saw it once. Um, there's a bunch of sequels with other people. But, yeah, that was, like, going to be his breakout movie, and then he and then he was killed in it, died in it. So, um, pretty messed up. But there Interesting. you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, um, not good for him. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> yeah. Um, Brian writes in, I've been on a... JCV Jean Claude Van Damme. Okay, (laughs) Jean Claude Van Damme kick lately. The Kickboxer, Inferno, Time Cop, Lionheart, and Double Impact, and he also had Rush Hour on there. Yes, Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme is really good in the Expendables. Two. If you've ever seen the Expendables, movie, I have not seen any of the Expendables. Just movies. go straight to the second one. That's the best one. And he's the I bad. Mean, he's it, the bad guy. In the that. Expendables has a pretty good lineup. That's almost predator predator esque, right? Yes, it it is. It is the 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 mass. The amount of mass they're they're pumping is not as high because they're all old. But uh, yeah, 
If no one has ever seen that It's Always Sunny episode, they're going to just think we're a bunch of weirdos. But anyway. Yes. uh, We are a bunch of weirdos. Well, yeah, that too. Sean says in no particular order, Speed, Jurassic Park, Die Hard with a Vengeance, and T2. Nice. Good list there. Ed writes in The Rock, Con Air, uh, Saving Private Ryan, Independence Day, and uh, Heavy... And you, you have, have to, to see, see True Lies. Lies. I'm yeah. speaking to you. Yes, yes you do yes. have to see that. That's a very good Arnold film. Very good. Uh, my other buddy, Greg, uh, he wrote a whole thing about how the 80s are the pinnacle of action movies. But uh, Arnold did bring uh, some good ones in the 90s. He said, T2, Kindergarten Cop, Jingle All the Way, Put That Cookie Down, and Total Recall and True Lies. Hold Total on. Re- yes. I wouldn't Hold consider on. I wouldn't consider Jingle All the Way or Jingle All the Way and Kindergarten. I don't even consider Kindergarten. Co- That's a kids movie. That movie scared the hell out of me as a kid. <laughs> You're afraid that your teacher was going to be a, a cop. <laughs> no, the, the 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 dad or the stepdad or whoever oh, the dad yeah. is is such a weirdo. Like that creeped me out. And then the kid climbing the water tower. Yeah. Um, that really, I was like five when that movie came out. So it's not like it was recent or anything like that, but, um, yeah, Total no. Recall's a good one. Total Recall's good. It is so, it's such a weird movie though. With, it is. Quaid or Quado, whatever that little. Quaid. Yeah. Thing it was, that's growing oh, that, that, that thing. But his name was his Quaid. His name was Quaid. Yes. I, I, I don't remember what the uh, little what was, aliens. What, I don't remember. It's, yeah, it's not worth knowing. Uh, Jaybird writes in number five, Enemy of the State. I have never seen Enemy of the State. Number four, Speed, Goldeneye. Number three, number two, The Rock. And number one, Clear and Present Danger. That is a great Jack Ryan movie. Very excited. Jack Ryan season three with Jim Halpert. I can't wait for that. That's coming out soon. Uh, December 23rd. Can't wait. Nice. I'm excited. Dr. Mantis writes in number five, The Matrix. Number four, The Rock. Number three, T2. Uh... Number two, Goldeneye. Number one, Con Air. That's my guy, Dr. Mantis. All right. Your mom wrote in. She said her top five, Speed, Terminator 2, Jurassic Park, Jumanji. Do you consider Jumanji an action movie? No. It's a kid's (laughs) movie. Okay. Uh, In Air Force 1, she also wrote in parentheses, get off my plane. That Uh, was a terrible project. Your first one was better. Get off my plane. That's better. Better? Jackie, you're going to play ball. I still, that's not an action movie, but I need to see that. Uh, she said, honorable mentions. Here's another one. Die Hard 2, Twister, Kindergarten Cop, Rush Hour, and True Lies, Vinny. Maybe. Okay, maybe... Twister and Kindergarten Cop. No, those aren't action <laughs> movies. I am sorry. Twister right. is more of a, I, I guess you can, I just, whatever. <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. I don't think Kindergarten Cop's an action movie. I don't There's remember There's like maybe about like it. what? three scenes of action i just remember there being a fire drill and he finds kids making out in like a closet he's like get out don't you know there's a fire drill there's a fire get out (laughs) stop kissing and go i don't i don't know what the now that that that's probably your best uh impersonation i can do a good arnold when i have to ever thank you um but yeah jumanji that's i'm sorry No. no that's not an action movie that's a kid's movie more so than Kindergarten Cop, which is a oh, kid's movie. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Without um, a doubt. but okay, that's a that's a good list. We'll, we'll <laughs> move on. Um, <laughs> the less said, the better. Um, Erica writes in number five, Men in Black. That's a good one. I forgot about that. Yeah, one. that is a good one. God, there's so many good '90s movies. Mm-hmm. Number four, Speed. Number three, Face Off. Number two, Independence Day. And number one, Boondock Saints. Erica, great list. I, that's probably the first time I've ever said great list from Erica. I was just gonna say, 
Uh, I'm going to take the next one because it's from my sister, and I know she's just messing with me. She said, it takes two. The Mary-Kate and Ashley yes. Olsen movie? I mean, that might be more of a, a action movie than the Twister. Than t- no, come on. <laughs> come on. Oh, I remember going to see that movie in theaters with her and my mom. Oh, my God. That movie is so I'm dumb. I'm sorry. Yeah. I had to watch that at home. but Oh, um, oh we, I watched it at sisters. home, too. I had to see it plenty of times at home, too. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, um, Tristan writes in, uh, Starship Troopers. That's actually a good movie. I've never um, seen that. It's, it's not bad. Um, it's really kind of different from what I remember. Um, it's just, I think it kind of bounces around on like timeline. Sure. Um, and then she also wrote in Galaxy Quest. It's a reach, um, for action movie, uh, but I digress. And then, uh, the fifth element, uh, that's the one that you mentioned, right? That was yes, on your the list? fifth element, yep. Yep. Um, yeah, Starship Troopers, uh, they had a TV show. I remember there was like a TV show, I think, on Cartoon Network that came oh, wow. out after the movie. That was actually pretty good. Um, but okay. yeah, the movie was good. It was very interesting. Takes place in like the future on uh, like a alien. It's kind of like almost like Halo. Or oh. bug race, like they are at war with some bugs and stuff like that. Okay. It, yeah, it, it's it's a good action movie, I'd say. All right, I'll give it um, a look. Galaxy Quest, I don't know. That's the one with uh, Tim, Allen, Tim Allen, Sigourney yeah. Weaver, and uh, I, what's his name I mean, from uh, Harry Potter? Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like a Star Trek, but again. Dwight Schrute, uh, uh, Rain Wilson's in that too. He plays yes, he is. Aliens, yeah. Uh, behind the mic podcast said he has a split between the mummy good movie and mission impossible one i remember the first time i saw mission impossible one i had no idea what the hell was going on in that movie right yeah i mean you had to be older and i was so bummed they killed off emilio estevez in the first five minutes (sighs) i know right he gets smushed in an elevator gordo come on come on man so there you go but yep oh the mummy that's that's another good one that's a good one that's Brendan Fraser's great in that movie. He is. He is. I'm so glad he's kind of having like a comeback now too. So. Yep. But. William writes in uh, face off. That yep, good one. We talked about that one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kevin said Speed was the best action movie in the '90s, and Mark writes in and says Face Off, The Rock, and The Matrix. Good choices. We've made it again to another episode. We did. I'm just gonna throw out a hot take here that Goldeneye wasn't that good of an action movie. I'm gonna throw the, out an the, even... the video game was better than the the movie. That's I couldn't put that on my top five, and I don't like it's just yeah it was it was tough for me to like even consider that like the game was so good and the movie just wasn't like there was I'm, a vast I'm gonna difference throw in out entertainment. An even hotter take. Uh oh. The only good thing about James Bond is the video games. Hmm. I'm not going to touch that. No, one. I know. I, I I don't. I haven't seen any of the movies because I love Tomorrow Never Dies. That was. See, I've I, never seen that one. I need to see that, that one's one. very good. Um, I, yeah, I had the, the video sound, game soundtrack, soundtrack to that one. The video game was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, yeah, the movie was really good. Uh, but yeah, the Golden Eye that was. They didn't have like a good. I mean, he had the tank chase in it, but you didn't have his car in it. He didn't. There was no car chase in it. So. Yeah. I I somehow never saw the scene where they're in the bathrooms into the that ties into the first level of Goldeneye the game. Uh that's like spot on, like really really similar. That was kind of cool to see. Yeah. Never I mean that was, that. but yeah, it was but just yeah. yeah, it's just I I don't know. The game was so much better oh, than the movie. Without a so, doubt. Without a but, doubt. But yeah, I I agree with Greg that Tomorrow Never Die should be ahead of Goldeneye. Yes. And The Rock was uh a better James Bond movie than 
yes. Goldeneye. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> um, all right. We next. So here's the plan. We have the rest of December. Next week we have Musical Mayhem. If you're unfamiliar with Musical Mayhem, Vinny pulls five random artists from Spotify. We try and find our favorite songs from them. Dear God, I hope they're bands I've actually heard of. Vinny, are you? Do you want to pull them now or no? Yeah, sure. I'll pull them right now. All right. Who are our uh, five for next week's episode? See here. So your goal is to find these artists on Spotify, Apple Music, whatever, YouTube, and listen to them and find out what is your favorite song by them. And then we like to compare and try and broaden our musical palettes, if you will. Oh, God, this is. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. This isn't going to go well. But OK, what do we got, Vinny? First one's called Peace. I have. N- I have it's no a, idea. It's a giant watermelon cut in the shape of a peace sign is the symbol of their album um i'm sure the seo on that's going to be super easy to find uh um yeah they're on spotify okay. wiz khalifa wiz khalifa lit oh that's an easy i one. already know my number one song is on that <laughs> I one know too. matchbox matchbox 20 oh, i'm going to see them this summer nice Can't and r- okay this one's gonna be another another bad one but Rich Homie Quan. <laughs> okay. I have no idea how this is going to go. Oh, I Ooh, can't wait. Peace is not the type of band I thought it was going to be, but... Um, what are they? Does it say? Um, they, It does... It, they're... Ooh, um, four, four... Okay, there's a picture of them on Spotify, and it's four guys in bathrobes. So, oh God! All right, that is not um, what I was thinking either. Let's see. Would they have anything? Alternative love songs is what they are discovered on. Uh, none of the fans also liked Palma Violets, Swim Deep, Superfood, Jaws, Spectre, or the other bands that are similar. Oh okay. yikes, man! But they All have right. two two hundred sixty three thousand five hundred sixty two monthly listeners. So okay, so someone's popular. listening to them. Not yeah, us. Not but not me. Um, not yet, anyway. No, but so I will this week, unfortunately. Yeah, rich homie Quan. Um, I'm excited to I, hear I, all about him or her. I it's a him. Okay. Uh, it should be. Should be interesting. Uh, it might be along the Tyler the Creator type of oh, music. Oh no! But he has two million two twenty two thousand six hundred and thirty six monthly listeners. So okay. a lot more than Peace. Um, All right. Yeah, he's so been there, around a lot longer too. There so. you have it. Uh, try and find a song from the band Peace that you like. Uh, a song from Wiz Khalifa. A song from Lit. A song from Matchbox Twenty. And a song from Rich Homie Quan, and we will talk about which ones we liked and why on next week's show. And then in two weeks, on December 15th, we have our buddy Cody Del Mendo of CHGO and CHGO Cubs coming on. We're gonna He's going to be on for the whole show. I'm really excited. We're going to talk Cubs, Bears, all that good stuff. And then um, we talked about topic ideas. He said, let's do it. We are going to rank our favorite Christmas presents of all time to kind of share with that Christmas theme. So that is the plan for the next two weeks. So get thinking on that. We'll be doing that in two weeks. Uh, Vinny, you got anything else? I don't. Good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why does it sound so loud? All right. Uh, again, right into the show. Find us on YouTube.com slash Baseball Whatever. Tweet us at Baseball What. Email us at Baseball Whatever at gmail.com. 
Leave us a five-star review on your podcast app of choice. And don't forget to text or leave a voicemail at 1-913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-FARTS. This was a lot of fun. We will be back next week with more tomfoolery and shenanigans. And we'll be uh, listening to our buddy, Rich Homie Kwan. I cannot wait. Stay safe. Have a great weekend. And we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. See ya. Are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain? Downtown's Healthcare in Denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive, non-surgical, and drug-free. Start your journey to a pain-free life. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.